Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Product Comedy Hits Channel 99 Our bodies, it's the Ryan and Flex show on a, I'm going to guess it's a Wednesday. It's a Whiskey Wednesday. All right. Let's crack those bottles. It's just another tequila sunrise. You love the Eagles, don't you? I can't get enough of them. Now, who do you love more? The band or the foosball team? Fly, Eagles, fly. On the road to victory. Nothing but Sanchez. Dirty Sanchez, they call him down in, uh, in, the, in the city of brotherly love. A uh, big, big show today. A bunch of comics coming through, all part of the New York Comedy Festival, as well as a very funny man who has a cool television show to do. Uh, it's Spike Ferriston, and his show is Car Matchmaker. And what he do is this. This is what he do. He takes you out. He figures out your personality. Uh and then he gives you an option of three different cars for you to purchase. You drive around in them, you get to know it, you know, and then you say, this is the car for me. Wow. That sounds pretty great. That's just doing a good service to people. For me, the perfect car is the one I've had for a while, because I'll get used to any car. But there are a lot of times when I first get a car, I either like it too much or not enough. But eventually... If I like it a lot, or if I don't like it at all, it'll mold down to that same place where it's just a familiar car. It's just the it's a, car. It's a tool. It's the tool, but it's like a, a trusted friend. Like, you know, like in planes, trains, and automobiles, they weren't crazy about each other at first. But by the end of the trip, they're like, this is the dude that fate has put me with. That's how I feel about cars. See, my family, we only ever had one car ever in my growing up. And it was like a 1983... Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. Oh. So for whatever reason, that's what kind of car I would want. Just like an old school Cutlass. I like those boxy looking cars. I think they look better than today where everything's just rounded edges. It's tougher for kids today because you can't get the older cheap cars like you used to and work on them. What you wanted was a car that was like 10 years old as your first car. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you just, you, you just you fix it. You fuck with it, but then you could also, if you happen to be in a couple fender benders, it <laughs> wasn't life and death. It's something that should happen with the car. When First I was, car I had, 69 Shell, uh, Chevy Malibu. Love that fucking car. That's pretty badass. Go when ahead. I, look it up. When I was in high school, wow. That's beautiful. 
Now, that's the thing. I was like, it wasn't considered like, oh, my God, you got a cool car. It only looks like a cool car. And, you know, now the cars have gotten so funky looking, you know? That's gorgeous. That's a gorgeous car. Not by the time I was done with it, my friend. <laughs> I fucking put that car through all kinds of shit. When I was in high school, people would have cars, but no one cared about what car you had. It was just about rims. Like, people would just talk about what kind of rims you had. And the actual car itself didn't matter. It was ridiculous. It's your hip-hop culture that you live in. Where sneakers and rims are the most important <laughs> things. Just things that are on the ground are so important. At some, one point, you guys are just going to love soles. Just the soles of a shoe. And for the longest time, people would be like, oh shit, dude, you see those rims? They're sick. And I had no idea. I was like, rims, what? You mean where the hubcap should be? Well, we're going to have Spike in here talking about this, but uh, what Spike doesn't know is that we're buddies with his brother, Wally the cue card guy, who may be my favorite human being on the planet Earth. Wally's awesome. Because he's just a fun guy, and he has fun, and he enjoys life, and he runs every major talk show, I think, in New York City. He's just... His cue card company, which he owns, does the stuff, and... If you ever watch uh, Saturday Night Live, they'll go, Wally, would you, you know, everyone throws it to Wally. But the interesting thing is, he's probably been at that show longer than any of the writers, any of the cast members. You know, he's seen them come and go. He knows the history of SNL better than anybody. Now, his brother Spike... Also wrote for SNL, wrote for Seinfeld, wrote for The Simpsons. He wrote for Space Ghost Coast to Coast, which I was a big fan of back in the day. He is one of those guys that has the respect. Wrote for Seinfeld and Emmy nominated. Wrote the famous Soup Nazi thing, which may be the most... Probably the most quoted. Famous just... of all the Seinfelds. It's that, and I guess the jerk-off contest, right? Yeah. Well, Soup Nuts, the Soup Nazi episode launched a franchise. Like, that guy off the, off the Soup Nazi. It ruined them, though. Because <laughs> when I first came to New York, he just had the one store, and it was unbelievable. Yeah. And then when he got a bunch of them, you're like, eh, now they're soup. Now they're in every Cold Stone Creamery, and they're in, like, you know, soup markets and whatnot. They're just, they're just nonstop Soup Nazi stuff. But it isn't a great soup anymore. It's just a frozen soup. Yeah. It used to be that thing where you would get, lose your mind. It was so good. It was special. Special. You also so the, special. You also wrote the Muffin Tops episode, which was a classic. Also a great one, and one that I happen to agree with. Give me another one that he wrote. He wrote the episode where oh, you see we see Elaine dancing, which is a favorite. Oh, the funky, crazy dance <laughs> yeah. that everybody will now say to you. And then she started dancing and was like Elaine. Yeah. Anyone who's a bad dancer is being said that they dance like Elaine. It's amazing to make that point of reference. Um, well, I told you now when I go back and watch those shows, I adore the Elaine more than anything. I'm just like fixated on Elaine. And she got so hot in the later seat. Like as the series went on, she just got so much more attractive. I, I'm not going to disagree because I see that you're giving a compliment. Yeah. But I always think that she is attractive. And I think she's stunning now. Oh, she I just saw her in here not too long ago. Stunning. Oh, yeah. But even like if you look back at SNL, she was on that. She was like 20. And she was just incredibly attractive. She's always been attractive. And I'm going to make the move now. She always will be attractive. I like that, Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Got that look And I love too. the Veep. Even though everybody has the same lines, I still love the Veep. So anyway, that's coming up in a little bit. 
as well as a million comedians to talk about the New York Comedy Festival. Uh, yesterday, a bomb dropped in the radio wars. Uh, Anthony poached a beloved uh, producer here and took away Garrett, a.k.a. Stanky from Club Stanky. It destroyed everybody. In, in the halls, there were people running down the halls screaming like the Napalm Girls. Just crying. There were tears everywhere. This yeah. place was a fucking madhouse. It was all anyone wanted to talk about. I would say something. Maybe I shouldn't. But all right, I'll just say you're smoking, buddy. Okay. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... I don't want to bring it up because Fez, Fez had a big fight about her. Yeah. So she tells me about Stinky, is, says got poached by Anthony. And she goes, this is the worst news for me. Because she know like, things don't get better. And she goes like this. I just know that the company is going to fuck me so hard. And then she says that and looks up and is like, she realizes that that was an inappropriate thing to say to a person. And she goes, I didn't mean it. That, and I go, you don't have to explain anything. It's not like I'm going to repeat this on the air. This is between me and you. So you have my trust. I don't know how you fought with her, Fez. She's very fun. Very, very nice person. You get a lot of battles going. It happens, but I don't start them. They, you'd have to. No one else is fighting with everybody. Fez started with You're her. You're the only one fighting. I'd, I'd like you one day for me, Chris, when we're done with this New York Comedy Festival stuff, when the madness is over, to make up a list of everyone that Fez has had major fights with. Will do. You know? Because they can't all not be Fez's fault. Fez Fight Club. It's a big club. And they talk about it constantly. They do? They'll talk. They'll come up. You must be like a little run of the gossip column down there, huh? Hey, look, I just enjoy smoking cigarettes outside the building. Yeah, but you never stop yapping the whole time. I don't even know when you're in here. People are always very weirded out how many cigarettes I can smoke in a row. They're like, are you smoking? A You're phenomenal that way. Thank you. I can smoke three, four cigarettes in a row, no problem. I've got an idea for you, an invention I call the six-foot-long cigarette. <laughs> well, Fez, you were having fights yesterday with some of our guests, because our guests this week have been dropping what you call the other F-bomb. <laughs> yeah, enjoying but, themselves doing it. But let's point this out. These are gay people that say it. And you're the only gay who I hear bitching about it. If I was going to go by what the gays say, you would be in the minority. Yeah, I, I, and I have brought it up to gay people that I have hung out with and got called, I got called the word for not liking the word by another gay person. I like that. So what I'm trying to say is maybe you are giving Chris and I um, wrong information when it comes to gay culture. I maybe you, like maybe we should go the opposite of everything he tells us. I'm down. I'll start dropping other F-bombs 20, 30 times a show. I don't think any other gay people would mind. I'll drop it like Cowhead. <laughs> <laughs> now, so I tell that story about Anthony Poaching. And it was so, it was so rock star, I went home last night and took a nap and didn't make it down to the big show that I wanted to go to, the David Tell Comedy Underground. The Village Underground. Show. Yeah, the Village Underground at the Comedy Underground from TV at the Village Underground. I wake up and I hear from Keith the cop had texted me. He goes, man, we hope we see you. Me and Aunt are sitting at your VIP table. 
hope to split an appetizer with you. I would have been right there, ground zero of the comedy war. Me and Anthony probably screaming at each other over Garrett, him stealing Garrett. Was that a tra trap set up the entire time? Did you avoid an ambush? Maybe. Perhaps I saved my own life by taking that nap. See, but I know everyone's probably annoyed with me because I'm always missing these shows. Fez, stay on. Okay. So, um, but I, from what I understand, that show was fa fantastic. Yeah, both shows, 8 and 10. Did Just, you go? No, I did not. Fez, did you go? No, I didn't. We all said we'd go. Yeah. Now, by the way, Fez lives 30 yards from there, so he's... You're, More, the most, you're yeah. the most guilty. All right, don't say that, because he's reeling right now from all the fights he's been in. Well, he'd be very prepared to be in some more. The thing is that we're always ready to be in a major fight around here with Fess. <laughs> a major showdown. It's kind of a good thing, in a way, where, you know, we're, we're ready to fight. That's I think that's being you know on point. Well, then what happens is you and I go back to being friends with the person <laughs> if we even fought in the first place, and then Fez does it. He keeps it going, and then we have to be reminded of why of why he doesn't like them, and we'd already forgotten. It's usually some ridiculous reason as well. Not some Fez reason. Yeah. Well, he said it's the New York Comedy Festival. It's happening. All over town. Fez, who are we going to have in with us today? Uh, coming up a little bit later, Mark Norman. He's going to be hosting the Sticker Treat show tonight. Ah. And also from New York's Funniest, uh, some of the contestants stopping by, Lisa Traeger, Adam Newman, and Tommy Pope. New York's Funniest, that's going to be Saturday, November 8th at 4 p.m. at Caroline's Comedy Club in New York City. Ah. So all those people are out there, uh, but that's not enough. We need to get the bottom of everything that's happening in town. It's time to jump around. Eventually jump around. Jeffrey Gurian, how are you, buddy? Jeffrey. Jeffrey, we got you? Yeah, you got me. There you are. Uh, New York Comedy Festival. You enjoying yourself, pal? Oh, it was amazing. What a night. What a crazy night. I was, by the time I got home, I was exhausted. It was, you know, I, I went to two big charity events, one for Gilda's Club, uh, an all-woman show called Hysterical at Caroline's, which was just an amazing show. Hysterical instead of hysterical, yeah, get it? Isn't that funny? Oh. Hysterical. Yeah. And, and it was created by this young comedian who... Uh, named Christina Cote, who pulled off an amazing thing. She produced it with her partner, and she's a, a stand-up comic, but she does a lot of characters. She actually got Keenan Thompson from SNL to do a video sketch with her in the halls of SNL. And he was dressed as Al Sharpton, and she was dressed as this character, Sveti, this, this uh, Russian chick who likes to find rich men. And Keenan did it. I mean, it, it was it was amazing. They, you know, it, it was either going to be Whoopi Goldberg or Al Sharpton, but because it was election day yesterday, he chose to be Al Sharpton, and it was just so funny. And uh, uh, she had Helen Hong on, uh, Sabrina Jalice, uh, who told me about a new show that she's developing for Comedy Central with Dan Powell, who created Inside Amy Schumer. 
and it's going to be a show with Kurt Metzger and Monroe Martin, and it's going to be stand-up, and it's also going to be stories from their own lives, like real stories. And Bonnie McFarlane came in and totally killed it. You know how funny Bonnie is. Yeah, she's amazing. She's unbelievable. And then Kate McKinnon came on. Jesus. And did a great bit. And then she and then she was followed by Leslie Jones, the new cast member from SNL, you know, who came from LA and started out as a writer on SNL, and now she's a cast member and she is just amazing. Like she and I bonded over our mutual friendship with Artie Fuqua. She's like, I didn't know that they were that close, too. And uh, Leslie has the most physical act on stage that I've seen for a man or a woman. She's, she's unbelievable. And there are times during her act when she screams as loud as Sam Kinison. Yeah, she's very aggressive and hysterical. She's really, really funny. Oh, by the way, if you go over uh, to the iBang, uh, you know, Jeffrey's jumping around column is up there, as well as the pictures of all these. Yeah, I got some great stuff backstage. I happened to be standing with Caroline Hirsch. The two of us were hysterical. I felt somebody tap me on the shoulder. Hysterical. Oh. Yeah, and it was Caroline, and we were just blown away by the, by the talent that was there and by everything that went on, you know. And then Leslie talked about two of her aunts survived breast cancer. So she was really glad that she could participate in this show. Uh, somebody came over from Gilda's Club to thank her, and she told this great little story about that. It was an, an amazing, amazing show. So Christina Cote should be very proud of herself. And then from there, you know, they had an after party at Ruby Foods, but I couldn't even stay because Attell was doing his live show at the Underground. And that was incredible. You know, I pull up. Who's the first guy I see? Big J. Okerson hanging out in the street, right? Of course, you, of course you do. Right. And so we walk over together, and he's getting stopped by people all over the place. One couple insisting that he's, uh, uh, that he's Pepper Hicks. Yes. Yes, he is. They're insisting that he's Pepper Hicks, and they won't take no for an answer. <laughs> and Big J is like laughing his ass off. He's like, I swear, I'm not Pepper Hicks, you know. And but then, you know what? Remember when he did Louis' show and people called us and yeah. said it was Pepper in that show? I don't see it, personally. I don't see it either, but it just shows that people don't get details. They just look no. at it like... Uh, like, like somebody's tall. Exactly, like you're a mass. They right. just see you as a shape. So they're both big guys, so <laughs> she's insisting on. it's Pepper Hicks. But Now, here's the weird thing. Yeah. Uh, Fez freaked us out yesterday by saying that he's attracted to Big J. <laughs> and, and, but by the way, I think crosses a line. Uh, this is a safe place line. Incest. Yeah. Um, but does <laughs> that mean Jay that you're also that attracted to Chris Stanley? I've always said Chris Stanley's a very handsome person. I think he's crossing just the like, line. Thank you. Uh, like no. who? I always thought Chris Stanley looked like a younger Russell Crowe. Like yeah, Gladiator? I, I always thought that he looked like Kipadada's old jacket. <laughs> 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 Has Big J heard this news yet? No, no. Oh, Fez, of know. course, creepily waited till he left <laughs> and then starts saying, I had fucking semi the whole time Big J was in here. <laughs> I just wanted to plow him in the ass with it. Oh, God. Yeah, no, it's disgusting. Jay. 
Jay was so uncomfortable because he has to roast Ari Shafir. Yeah. You know? And he said to me, of all people, because Ari was so helpful to him in his career, he's like, Jay was the only New York comic that they flew out to do Ari's show in L.A. You know, uh, what's the name of his show? Like, uh, This is not happening. This is not happening, yeah. And he said, like, so here, the guy goes out of his way to help him, and now he has to shit on him on Jeffrey Ross's roast battle, you know? And that's yeah. coming up. That's coming up on, on Saturday, uh, the Gramercy. And as a matter of fact, Jeffrey showed up at Dave's show. It was like a total surprise. I well, was, he, Dave always has the special guest pop out. Uh, and I think Jeffrey will, um, uh, will say this. The first show was your favorite comic in the world. Yes, yes. Gilbert. Gilbert Godfrey. Well, he was, was also on the second show. Oh, he was. He's just hanging around there all night. He stayed. <laughs> and I didn't see the first show because I was at the hysterical thing. But I was so happy to see that Gilbert was there. And I, for some reason, I always wind up sitting with Dara, his wife. Yeah, she told and me. It's so funny to see her because. You know, she knows that Gilbert's my favorite, and yeah. the two of us just laugh hysterically, and she never gets tired of Gilbert, of what he does. It's amazing. And and she says he's so kind with the kids. <laughs> Hard to believe. You know, Gilbert is doing the new uh, Trump uh, show, The they call it The Apprentice. Now, this year, one of the things that you got to do is all the apprentices have to give... Um, a foot rub to Donald Trump, oh. and then later a scalp massage, <laughs> and whoever does it the worst <laughs> is out. Well, that's why Gilbert works with his eyes closed. Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> I guess that's the best idea for it. Come in handy. Uh, those are also going to be the last uh, times that you can see Joan Rivers. She was on that. This is how long it takes for them to get these shows on TV. Wow. Yeah. Really? That is, is that really happening? Yeah, there's going to be two of them. In the uh, in the boardroom, she comes into the boardroom and you know you didn't do this. You were supposed to take care of that. Good. You're fired. Give it Get your little suitcase and wheel it out. You're fired. Wow, Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah, if I, I was on that show, I would try to form an alliance. Well, you have to. Yeah, you got to form an alliance. <laughs> That's the only way that you can do it. You remember when Lisa Lampanelli was on the show? That was a tough thing. Man. Yeah, was... she was fighting with everybody. Well, yeah, it's a hard show to be on, I think, because people gang up on each other. It's they very... form alliances against you. Yes, they absolutely do. You can't be too sensitive and be on that show. Jeffrey, where are you going tonight? Let us oh, live man. through you vicariously. Tonight is the biggest, man. I can't believe I'm going to be covering the red carpet for the NRDC presents a night of comedy. The NRDC is the National Resources Defense Council. So Dig, who's like co-hosted by Lorne Michaels and David Steinberg, and who's on the show, Amy Schumer, Jerry Seinfeld, Larry David, Seth Meyers, and Susie Essman. Can you believe that lineup? That's a pretty strong lineup. I'm, I'm, I, I can't. I'm nervous to even show up. You shouldn't go. You should stay <laughs> away. Protect go. yourself. Unless you say something wrong. It's unbelievable. That red carpet is going to be crazy. I don't know if they'll all do it. You know, not everybody yeah. always does the red carpet. I bet Jerry does it. I hope so. I hope so. I would really like to see him. And, uh, of course, Larry David. I bet he doesn't either. Much. I, I, did I, you know, I, I saw Larry in the airport last year. That was the first time I met him. He's a pilot now. Is wow. he really? No. <laughs> oh, well, he's doing a Broadway show, you know, in February, and I can't wait to see that. I think it's called Fishing in the Dark. And it's I, I, I'm going to go to this, too. 
What uh, this uh, NRDC thing? No, I'm gonna go to the bro- I'm gonna go to the Broadway show. The Broadway show. I yeah. think it's gonna be fantastic. I'm gonna tell Anthony and Keith the cop to meet me there. We're gonna have a great night. It's gonna be in February. It's his first time on Broadway, I believe. Well, he did it in his show. Remember, he did the uh, producers <laughs> yeah. on his TV show. I didn't remember that. Yeah, it was a sketch, though. Well, this is going to be something spectacular. This is like just some event. Your mouth to God's ear, Jeffrey. Pardon me? Your mouth to God's ear. Yeah, I don't know if I'll even have energy to do anything after that, but there's a whole there's a whole list of things. Well, uh, you know, Dane Cook's at the Beacon, Sashir, Zameda's at UCB, Chelsea. There's great shows at the Creek in the Cave. You know, and, and, and all over town. I mean, it's like, that's why I, I'm driving every place. Yeah, you're driving around. All right, uh, we'll talk to you later, Jeffrey. Okay, uh, The great, column man. is up on the iBank, too, and you see the pictures of everybody. Who's the pictures Jeffrey's with there, Chris? Here he is. He's got pictures of Jeff Ross, Gilbert Godfrey, David Tell. I didn't even recognize Jeff Ross. Yeah, he shaved his head, man, you know. It's a good look for him. I like the hat. It, it actually, well, he could never really decide what to do with his hair. His hair was either in like dreadlocks or very long or very short. And I guess he just decided to shave it off. The first time I saw him like that was at Joan Rivers' funeral, and I was really surprised. And it looks good on him. All right. Thank you so much, Jeffrey Gurian. You're very welcome. Talk to you later, my friend. He got sing songy back at me, didn't he? Yeah, very. You never had a fight with Jeffrey, did you? No, I don't. No, I've never had a fight with Jeffrey. Mm, that's weird because what he calls you. What does he call me? Fag, fag the queersy. He does. There's going to be a fight with Jeffrey. Why? What part don't you like? Fag, fag the queersy. See, I would think the, the queersy is worse than fag, fag. <laughs> fag, fag could actually be a good name if you get a puppy. I would never name a dog Fag Fag. Then you're making a mistake. It's not right. Come on, just get a dog in there. That's because no one that if I called there, you wouldn't know if I meant you were the dog. (laughs) (laughs) We could. I don't know who can draw, but we could do a thing called Fag Fag the Queersy, and he's just like a fun kid that goes around solving crimes or something. I don't. People like when people solve crimes. Gay crimes or even crimes involving straight people. Gay crimes. Okay. You know. Like, who stole my poppers? I gotta get down to get the bottom of this. What year is this? The people doing poppers? Is it 77? I thought it was gonna be a period piece. But here's the thing. Everyone likes to do poppers. Why is that just considered such a gay thing? I don't like any high that only lasts eight seconds because it gets embarrassing. Like whippets? Yeah, when you come back out of it, you're like, that's weird. They call it hippie crack. Uh, Matt. In Winchester, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, Ron. Uh, just got a question: Is this radio war getting that bad? I mean, Anthony sneaks in and steals a priority target, and then takes down the app on his way out. Yeah, it's been amazing. I don't know what I, I, I'm just feeling like we're losing this radio war to him. Do we have a special ops team we could call out? Everybody, that turn around! They're wearing his shirts. You know what I mean? It's bigger than life now. He's bigger now than he was before when he worked here. There's no stopping them. I mean, I'm getting kind of afraid for our our guys there. I mean, it's uh, are you guys hunkered down? Do you have security for you to protect you and Fez there? I'm trying to get in with them, really, if anything. You know what I mean? I'm trying uh, to get yeah. some rub, you know? Yep. I enjoy the terror on. All right. Peace out. Whew. Mild minute around here today, Chris Stanley. It's wild one. Mild minute. Are we doing the Bennington show this week? That's next week, November 14th. I like the way you keep my schedule for me. I'm on it.
You became de facto producer of that show. Okay. I don't know how you keep doing it, because I said you were absolutely, we're not doing it. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> That's why if you're out with me, it doesn't take long to get back in. <laughs> you just have to stand next to me for a while. Um, all right, so the fun thing here is uh, we got Spike... Ferrison coming in now. His TV show is on the Esquire Network, and it's a really cool idea. And um, he takes people that are ready to buy a car, and he finds out everything about their personality. He kind of picks out three cars for them. They play around with the cars. At the end of the episode, they tell you what car they're buying. This seems like a show that any dude would like to do. Hell yeah. Because you're spending somebody else's car money. That's nice. Not your own. And then you're saying at the end, didn't I do a great job picking out a car for you? Because that's always the... Flathead could have done a car. You know, Flathead's always been in the car business. And this would have been a perfect show for him. Maybe he should get on it. Well, you know, with all the DUIs he has, oh, I don't Jesus. think he can ever <laughs> legally get behind the wheel. Gotcha. Like, he would always have to tell people, drive it around for a while and then come back here. I'm going to trust you. Uh, but so Spike um, stopped in. We did this all this morning. Now, what we did, we're buddies with Spike's uh, brother, Wally, the cue card guy. And the way we had this set up is that he was kneeling down where Fez was, right? Yeah. And Fez, at a certain point, would then bend down and Wally would stand up to be in that spot. Uh, and then Spike, or Wally also gave me a bunch of facts about Spike. Fun facts? <laughs> yeah. And this is the fun thing. So I, uh, we, we call up Wally and we said, look, your brother Spike is coming. And I should, you know, I'm going to point out again that Spike has this is an amazing writing career as well as performing career. But, you know, all the great shows he's written for. The Letterman Show. SNL, The Simpsons, you know, so he's incredibly well-respected, as well as having his own show that he hosted for, was it MTV or TBS, one of those. I thought it was Fox. It was Fox. But it was Fox, is who it was. I knew it was a network, though. I knew that was the thing that I would never forget. Uh, so we call up Wally, and we say, Wally, your brother's coming in, would you like to come in and, and, uh, and surprise him? And he's like, what do you mean he's coming in? I go, yeah, he's... It's going to be here tomorrow. And he's like, what? And he didn't call me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wally says, he's right across the street from where I work, and I don't get a call. So I'm now like, this is supposed to be fun, Wally, not angry. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we want you to come in and surprise your brother for a fun thing, not come in and surprise your brother like it's the worst thing in the world. You know what I mean? Like, the only thing that could have made this worse is the Spike would have came in with Wally's wife, and they're <laughs> making out when Wally jumped out. <laughs> and it's weird, because you wouldn't even know that these two are... You know, brothers, their personalities are so far apart, and they look completely different. But brothers are brothers, you know? And what do I always say? Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers gotta hug. That's my saying. 
Um, so we got Spike uh, all lined up and ready to go at this point, and uh, Wally is hiding on the floor at Fez's feet. At a certain point, Fez is going to kneel down, and Wally's going to come appearing up. Um, and we thought that he would just, you know, look up and see his brother, and this would be friendly and fun, but I don't really know if it was. I hope it was. Uh, the show is Car Matchmaker. Airs Tuesdays, 9 o'clock, 8 p.m. Central on Esquire. Terrific network that Esquire is. TVEsquire.com. Remember, we got Wally, the cue card guy, hiding on the floor. And Wally has also given me a bunch of facts that Spike would not have suspected that a broadcaster would have Car Matchmaker Tuesdays at 9, 8 p.m. Central on Esquire. Let's welcome Spike Ferriston. The show is Car Matchmaker, and it airs Tuesday, 9 o'clock, on Esquire. Good to see you, Spike. Nice to meet you. Dude, I'm going over the bio. First of all, this is like everybody's dream job of what you're doing. <laughs> but I'm going over your bio here, and they're calling you Vinny Sanchez. And wow. I'm, and I'm trying to figure out what that's all about. I got what the, bio? My high school bio? <laughs> no, I got this from Esquire. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's an Esquire bio. It says that's the, my high school nickname from ninth or tenth grade. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go over some of the things here. It says Vinny Sanchez, mm-hmm. and then also known, uh, always seen with Grizz, Chiz, Rabbi, and Stickman. Uh, this is a, a job that he's wanted for a long time. Ever since he lost his virginity in a silver Honda Accord to Amy. Now. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that stuff seems a little personal even to be putting out that there. That is super personal stuff. Who yeah. do you know? No, I got this from Esquire. <laughs> no, you didn't. Now the, um, But tell people how this show came along. Wait a second. You can't just skate past that. I, mean, I got this from them. But when, you, when you're doing this kind of a show, right, what's the setup? Do you know the people that are going to be? I. You have to tell me where you got that. That's, that's hilariously personal. You oh, just... This... Yeah. Honestly, that came from Esquire. Yeah, it came from Esquire. All of my friends from the 10th and 11th grade. I don't know why they're saying it. My first girlfriend, Amy, where I lost my virginity in a Honda Accord. Yeah, one of these things... The price doesn't say silver with a red interior. But the thing is, they said (laughs) that... Who do you know? You had these ideas... Is this my brother? Since the old days, when you used to... 
uh, drive around town mm-hmm. and throw Burger King milkshakes <laughs> at people as they were walking down the street. Who are you talking to? I'm getting this from all, Esquire. All of this is true. Yeah. All, in Jim Noy's car. Did yeah. it say what kind of car he was no, driving? No, it didn't Red say Volvo. that. But I don't want to give it away because I figured that was going to be one Some, of the is episodes. Somebody on your computer right now looking? Who is it? No, Grizz, I, Chiz, Stickman? <laughs> which, is it my brother? No, you... Um, you are going to tell me at some point. Well, I'll stop I, bringing it up. No, I... Uh, <laughs> For me, I, it's a, now you're doing this thing at the Skyview uh, Drive-In, and that's <laughs> right. where you guys and Used I guess to hang out. Yeah, right. I guess that's the ups Were you, and downs. Are you G- Grizz? Did you change that much, Grizz? <laughs> no, did you? When, but this has been a dream job of yours for a long time, right? Yes, it has. Yes. And how did you first like seriously I love get that you're the idea transition for transition right well, into I mean, we need about to, the show after wigging me out? As long as you th- come back to that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I knew. What? I don't know what you're Something was about. up, Wally. Hello, Wally. Hello, brother Spike. Nice to <laughs> see you and me call me when you're in town. <laughs> you don't give your brother a call when you come to town? I this morning? <laughs> well, you, you you didn't say you were in town. You were asking for SNL oh, tickets oh, for a friend. I thought you oh, knew I was is, here. Oh, this is funny. oddly awkward, then. I didn't uh, think it was going to um, turn this direction. <laughs> I texted him this morning <clears throat> saying, where are my SNL tickets? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter where I'm calling You're from. actually bringing... Wally. Uh, Wally, of course, is the most world-famous cue card guy that there is. He's a cue card guy, yeah. And But... He's the guy with all the stories. He is. Yes. He knows everything. Right. I'm trying to get him to write a book called uh, Divas and Dickheads, the host <laughs> of SNL <laughs> over the years. Because no one has seen mm-hmm. what people actually l- look like before these shows more right. than Wally. More than Wally. Yeah. Well, if he ever wants to get fired, he should write that book. <laughs> yeah, it'll, be, <laughs> right. it'll be the yeah, last, yes. you know, the retirement money. <laughs> right. Exactly. But um, but you got Wally in an episode with I you did. this year. Yeah. We were just yeah. talking about it. It's uh, it's one of the biggest. It's, uh, first hour-long episode of the season. I just watched the rough cut the other day. I was just uh, screaming at the edit room a minute before this, going, don't change a thing. It's uh, it's really great. Jerry Seinfeld's in it, Seth Meyers in it, Will Forte's in it, and Wally. What is it about comedians and cars, though? I mean, I know Dave loves cars, Jay loves cars. Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. I, I think it's because comedians are fun experts. Yeah, that they know fun more better than anybody else, and cars are, are are a good way to have fun. And as soon as you get a little extra cash, why not invest in it? But your show, you go out of your way to show you don't need a couple hundred thousand dollars. A cup? No, not yeah. at all. I mean, we mostly deal with forty thousand dollar budgets or less. Uh-huh. And you know, me for me personally, I've you know when I lived here in New York and I didn't have much money uh, for a car, I bought a Jeep CJ5 from a fireman in Brooklyn mm-hmm. for two thousand dollars, and that was my New York City car. It was fantastic. In fact, the doors didn't lock, and we I, I parked it on the West End Highway there, and, and what, what later happened was prostitutes were having sex in it sure. because the doors didn't lock. <laughs> yeah. So I'd go to pick it up on the weekend and find used condoms on the floor of the Jeep <laughs> and go, what the, you know, what is right. this? And the guy was uh, at the park garage was just like, hey, no, don't worry about it. It's just prostitutes having sex in your car. <laughs> like, and, well, is that what I pay you for? <laughs> he said, eh, I can't control that. 
And that was <laughs> that ended up being like a Seinfeld yeah, episode. Yeah, the Seinfeld episode, right, yeah. with George. Mm-hmm. Which is actually one of the probably least problems that you could have with your car in New York City. In the old days, especially, yeah. when people used to have to put up those signs that would just say, no radio. Yeah. No radio, don't I bash in my that, windows. Because I had a radio, yeah. and I w- it would get stolen every two yeah. weeks, but I just replaced the radio. But what do you think that they were getting <laughs> for those radios that they stole? A dollar? I don't know. You know? It was, I don't know, it was kind of a game. I really, I mean, I didn't have much money, much to spend my money on, so I didn't mind buying a new radio. I was telling someone else, I also had fishing pole holders on the front, and I would park it right on 869th Street up there, and then on the weekends, take it out blue fishing out in Long Island. You can have fun, so much fun in a car, right? especially in this city. This city where most people go, I don't want a car, and now with the Uber cars, right? even L.A. Mm-hmm. might lose their car culture. No way. You don't There's think that'll no ever go way. away? No. Yeah. No. I know. Pe- I mean, we all use Uber, but yeah. still, I mean, you can't have Uber take you on a nice drive up on Mulholland or out in the PCH in Malibu. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? But I don't know if there's any <clears throat> car culture like there is Los Angeles. Like it's where insane people, right yeah. now. It is truly insane. <clears throat> Excuse me. I see, like, uh, last week I saw old ladies driving Austin Healey's. So I'm in Malibu on the PCH. Ten cars, old women in old Austin Healey convertibles. Beautiful. You know, guys in sneakers driving Triumph Bonneville Club. Yeah. You know, the Hummer Club. <laughs> There's a Prius Club out in L.A. A group of the least tough club of guys <laughs> you'll ever meet. <laughs> they all drive Priuses yeah. on the weekend. It's so much fun. Well, the the car culture that we have in this country kind of started in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the George Lucas uh, movie, American Graffiti, American Graffiti yeah. was a real touchstone for like the mm-hmm. way that kind of stuff mm-hmm. worked. Well, because I, I think for me, and Wally, you can back me up on this, cars, these back in the day were a way to drive away from your parents. Yes, <laughs> that was the most important <laughs> right? thing. To get, like, we can now get out of the noise yeah. and go do something. You know, now parents have all this information. Kids love their parents for some reason. And yes. everybody wants to, now they're taking Uber. And it makes no sense. The but. dual life that we lived when we were younger, where you would have one personality right. at the house, mm-hmm. and then walking out that door, you became a different person completely. Right. Down to the fact where if your parents got a phone call from the school or the police, they couldn't <laughs> believe it. They were saying, I don't understand who you're talking about. You all can yeah. tell you about that. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, well, we get a few of those <laughs> yeah well i used to actually just to get out just to get out do something i i was a big fan of the rockford files so yeah. i would Who i would i would tail people around town I'm like oh, i'm gonna see where this person's going and i would tail people through towns and that's what i would do for the afternoon he still does yeah. it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's called stalking yeah, well, wally. Yeah, I, know. I wouldn't follow that's why tail filed that restraining order wally <laughs> so wally you knew that you were uh, kind of a weird kid and accepted it yeah, I was. Yeah. I don't think I was that weird. I was just. It was just oh like just God. to be in that car and get out. You right. Know? My dad bought us a car. Do you remember that car, Wally? Yeah. He said you're going to share this car. It was a 1971 Ford Torino 500, yeah. blue with a black interior. We right. were very excited. Mm-hmm. Tell him what happened, Wally. Uh, I smashed it up against the telephone pole, <laughs> racing a couple girls he after wrapped the party. It around a telephone pole like a car like imagine uh, like a monster taking a car and wrapping it around a telephone pole that's what he did at least to the back end and then the next morning 
right? He said, don't worry, I'm going to fix it. Yep. And I'm looking at this thing. This thing is unfixable. So I, I look out my bedroom window and tell him what I saw. <laughs> Me and my buddy had tied a chain to the to the to the dent <laughs> and tied it to a tree. And yeah. he said, if we ride it around a tree, we're going to pull that dent right out. Just the fact that he thinks you can tie a chain. You see, like <laughs> you see what was going on in my back. They do donuts and just they pull the back of the car apart. And I just closed the shades and I went, well, that's the end of that car. It's that doing. Yourself culture that has made America yeah. so great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah don't you, ever let him fix a car for you. But you like to race. Did you also spike? Did you? I did when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. You know, never. You know, I used to ride motocross, and, and I still like riding motorcycles. But mm-hmm. um, now that I have kids, I just don't have the fire to right. die on a racetrack. Yeah. <laughs> I like to drive fast, but you know, I'll only do it on a track. But you know, you're talking about the the telephone poles, and that's of course back when they had no give right. whatsoever. <laughs> Today, you can take out a telephone yeah. pole, yeah. Mm-hmm. but back then. The car kept going and nothing was moving. Yeah. When you hit a telephone pole, mm-hmm. that was the end. Yeah, I yeah. bounced off it. I yeah. remember I bounced off the thing. It didn't break at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bounced off it. I was like, hey, what happened? <laughs> Did you ever give me my half of the money for no, that No, I car still one? owe him $250 oh, for that car. God. But, but, you know, but we'll talk about that later. The, the big $250. $250. with interest. Yeah. <laughs> well, 40 yeah. years. <laughs> I'm retiring on that money. <laughs> uh, the show is Car Matchmaker. Tuesday is 9 o'clock uh, Central and Esquire. Esquire, by the way, is a great... Uh, network because you can go there as a guy and there's stuff about there's great bars to go to mm-hmm. and great travel places and it really is uh, I don't know what it is about Esquire but I noticed that when I get on that station I'm staying there for a while because it's like a fantasy it's mm-hmm. like a dude's fantasy and this one for you it goes to show what I, I don't think a lot of people realize that you can still go out there and kind of negotiate for cars because new cars look exactly the same. Right. No matter what kind of car you get. You think they look exactly the same? They look like an SUV now. Like everywhere you look, I see mm-hmm. silver SUVs. Where remember <laughs> when we were younger, you could look, yes. see headlights and mm-hmm. know what kind of car I can was do coming down still. still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, so cars, you've never lost that passion, but you show people to go out and find a car that matches their personality. Yeah, most people don't really, you know, it's like buying a house. They panic. Even I panic when it comes time for me to lease a new car out in LA. Yeah. And I need somebody to talk to to make sure I don't make a three to five year mistake mm-hmm. or potentially a lifetime mistake if you're just going to buy the car and keep it. So, you know, it's something I do in my normal life. You know, as a car guy, people come to me all the time and other people out there listening or car guys, neighbors, friends, always asking for advice. On this show, I kind of focus it in on three choices that I think will work perfectly in their life. We drive them, live with them for a little while, and then they make a choice. And it's an informed choice at the end of the episode. But you're okay with no matter which one of those three... That it's they just pick. an honor to be yeah. nominated, to make it to my hangar floor. <laughs> yeah. I love all three of the cars, right. and usually they're varied enough so that there's a uh, that there's a big choice there. And I usually, you know, I, I, I don't think, so far I've been about 50% as far as guessing what they're going to pick. Uh-huh. I usually think I know, and, and for the most part I don't. Um, but if, if the car made it to my floor, then it's a great car. Yeah. 
It's that simple. But then you guys were both into cars and both into comedy. He was never into cars. I was never Wally. into cars. You were never I into still, cars. I still in comedy never. right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the front of his car. <laughs> but he's behind the car. Right. But who did you guys grow up loving? What comedians? Oh, I mean, where, you guys, what did we start well, well, with? Well, Second City in, in SNL. You know, but yeah. that's not it. I mean, if you went back to Dad's record collection. George, I mean, he had George Carlin. George he had Carlin, Chong. Chong. Steve Martin was a yeah. mind blower in our life. Yeah. We, we just burned through all of the British comedies, Monty, yeah, Monty Python. Python. Remember yeah. the goodies? Yep. Um, and Benny Hill. You know, Benny Hill. Our dad was a huge comedy fan, so very early age, he was. Uh, I remember him waking me up and going, "Hey, you got to see this show, Saturday Night Live." Um, you know. And well, he, early on, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, he would early, when we were when we were on. really younger. My mom was a nurse; she worked at night, so he would teach us um, double takes and spit takes at the dinner table because <laughs> there was no one around to supervise it. Yeah. So we were doing spit takes as like five and six yeah. year olds. It was great. And know? Richard Pryor, Bill Cosby. Yeah. I mean, it was just yeah. co- he was just lucky, desperate for us. To to share yeah. in his, but yeah. you know, Richard Pryor, when you're eight years old, <laughs> right. really, yeah. it doesn't resonate. Yeah. But there's always much. the thing I try to tell kids that they, that there's something really different from a comedy album than watching a comedy mm-hmm. special. Mm-hmm. There's something kind mm-hmm. of magical about not even knowing where these people are doing this. Mm-hmm. And I used to always think, I would be like, like, where the hell does this take place? How do these people right. know where to sit in this room? Everybody seemed incredibly hip to mm-hmm. me, like the audience itself. Yeah. I'd be like, even when there was jokes I couldn't get, i go, that must be an amazing smart joke mm-hmm. because these cool people yeah. get it. Yeah. You, know? you know, Dr. Demento was also oh, a right. big thing. Remember yeah. Sunday night? Yeah. yeah, we would lay in bed and we shared a room together, so we'd have a radio on, and then we would listen to Dr. Demento at night. Yeah, when we were supposed and we'd laugh too hard, Dad would bang on yeah. the wall. Shut up! And he was another guy you just couldn't figure out. Yeah. How yeah. does this human being right. yeah. exist yeah. in this world, in these modern times? That you was know? really a broadcast from space or Area yeah. 51. Yeah. It's what it felt like. You were connected to something super cool and well, just if, yours. Yeah. Yeah, it was his personality, too. Mm-hmm. So he'd play you something new, but then he'd play something from, like, 1927, right. and you're like, why? <laughs> why is this happening? Right. Why is this scratchy record being played right because now? Because he's Dr. Demento. <laughs> yeah. Demento. Um, but, that, but that kind of stuff sets you up for life, you know what I mean? Like I didn't know at the yeah. time, and I think Wally knew before I did. He went off to Syracuse to uh, get an education in television. Communications, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, no, writing for TV and film. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I wanted to be. I knew I wanted to be a writer when I was in like sixth grade. I was like, "Wow, I, is that I, right?" I started writing stories, and my friends started laughing. The teachers started reading them in front of the class every time I wrote an assignment, and I was like, oh, "This is good. This is fun. It's making friends laugh." So, yeah, I went to school for it. They knew I wanted to do Not it. Not me. You didn't know when did it, when did it dawn on you? Um, I was in music school. I mm. was in a band in high school, and that took me from being a, a nerd who would, was getting beaten up to the most popular kid <laughs> in school when I strapped a guitar on. So I thought, well, I'll just continue this in Boston. And I uh, got to Berkeley College of Music and realized, I'm not Jimi Hendrix. I think I might be Tiny Tim. Maybe. Right. <laughs> so... Um, it was a night I was throwing light bulbs out of an eight-story window on Mass Ave and got kicked out of the dorms and shortly after saw David Letterman doing it on his show right. from a tower and thought, my God, there's a company paying this guy <laughs> yeah. 
for what I just got kicked out of the dorms for. What's the name? NBC, huh? <laughs> I'm going to go work for that show. And, and that's kind of what turned it on for me. So that, this they, is, that I'll fit in there because yeah. this is my personality right now. This is uh, where I belong. Well, you know, uh, Dave, that show, the the original show that came on at twelve thirty, mm-hmm. was so bizarre. Like, yeah, it was a people mind will look at that now and just see, okay, that's comedy. But at the time, yeah. you're like, I cannot believe this is taking place. Right? You yeah, know? it made no drilling holes in yeah. his desk for ten straight minutes so his mic wire could go through. There's and, giant rats in purple satin gowns, yeah. whipping, you know, all of it. The Guest that would not be a guest anywhere else. You know what I mean? Like Fran Leibowitz is our first guest tonight. Right. You're like, what? Who? She's never been on any other shows. No, it she was, was the only show of its kind on, yeah. on TV like that. And we made sure we were home to watch it every night. Scuzz, yeah, my friend Scuzz, who you left that. out. I forgot that nickname. Scuzz Sorry. Was left out. Sorry about Poor that. Scuzz was left out. He's be <laughs> Devastated. One, here's a little uh, factoid about Scuzz. Dad gave him the nickname. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> so that tells you a little bit about Scuzz and his personality. Um, but so you were able to go down and start working for <clears throat> It wasn't that easy. I mean, yeah. it sounds easy, but I was bartending to kind of put myself through school in Boston, and this new cocktail waitress walked in wearing the yellow varsity jacket. Remember the yellow varsity yeah. jacket, the Letterman? And I just ran up to her and I went like, hi, how are you? How did you get the jacket? First, I asked her if I could have the jacket. She said no, and I said, do you think you could get me an internship on the show? And she said, I just broke up with the graphics guy for Saturday Night Live and Letterman. He still loves me and will do anything, and yes, I'll call him. And she did, this girl, Harriet. And that was a life-changing moment. That's, That's the weird thing, right? While I'm shaking her hand. Yeah. While I'm shaking her hand. And she did. She followed through. And before I knew it, I was, you know, commuting to Boston, sleeping on floors. <laughs> yeah. Robbie Watts, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Robbie Watts, another <laughs> West Bridgewater guy, was helping me out and, uh, you know, kind of scratched my way up from there. But I, I love the fact that it also took the, the thing of getting to Berkeley and go, all right, this isn't the major oh, league pitching that I can hit. <laughs> no. You know, I'm like, sometimes failure is like the best thing to go, all right, this isn't the day. I always tell you to work through it. It was, yeah, but three but, years of yeah. just being a afraid to really face that fact like yeah. i've made a really big mistake here like i would go to visit wally and he's having a great time and he's you know dorms and frats and girls and yeah. come back to berkeley and it's just all dudes with guitars and like, oh, is there a sports team and goes, well there's occasionally a berkeley bomber softball game like when's that next year you know it's just awful and for you, you were just you were just having fun with everything, Wally. Yeah, I mean, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to write for TV and film, so I went to Syracuse. I got in a new house, and yeah. I was I was writing. You were president of the frat. I was I president recall. of my fraternity. I had a I had I was in a fraternity within two months of joining Syracuse, going to Syracuse. I was in a frat within two months, yeah. and I had a blast. I had four years of a blast. I learned how to write, and and I had a had a good time. How many cheeseburgers would you say you ate in that time, Wally? <laughs> I was 130 pounds when I went to Syracuse, <laughs> so that'll give you an idea. A little bit more than that right now. They, they always say there's that freshman 180. That everybody puts on. He did the sophomore it, no, it, 200. It's, it's funny. I, I went home. I remember 600. No, I remember I went came home for Thanksgiving and people were like, oh, you you filled out. You look good because I, I was skinny. Yeah. You I were the good. You filled out. I went home. Ever. I went we home for Christmas four you. weeks later. Like you got fat. What <laughs> happened to you? Oh my god. Beer and cheeseburgers <laughs> in cold weather. Yeah, it went it from being very happy dude to. Concerned 
return. Yeah, right. Within four <laughs> weeks. <laughs> we, people die from this, Wally. Don't let it keep going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. So in the weirdest way, like this is always the thing to me. Can you imagine if someone, when you guys were kids, listening to those albums or listening to Dr. Demento all night, that somebody came back to you from the future and said, here's the shit that you're going to be doing with your life. You would have signed off on that in a heartbeat. You know? uh, yeah, I definitely would have relaxed yeah. more. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. I haven't relaxed yeah, at all yet, still. Why? That's why I'm here. It's just, I don't know, feel a fire to keep going. Just got to keep moving. I don't take many moments where I look back and go, oh, well, look at that. <laughs> I've done it. Right. It's just, it's never enough. It's never enough for me. But the thing is, Spike, you're one of those people that funny people think is funny. Oh, and that's, that's nice. one of the things to be able See, to... See, that just puts pressure on me. Yeah. And I, don't, I have no, the feeling, just, yeah, I don't think you can keep it down. going. I mean, no. I'm start, I think this is about it. You know? I think it runs out now. I have to go i'm doing a the uh, i'm a judge for the jalopnik film festival which is this big car website and uh, yesterday they said can you just come up and introduce one of the professional drivers just two lines <laughs> and that kept me up all night last night how do i get it down to just two lines and i still haven't figured it out uh the show is um car matchmaker it airs tuesdays at nine o'clock uh, 8 p.m central on esquire go to tv Esquire.com for more information. Spike, Wally, thank you so much, guys. No I appreciate it. Glad you guys had a couple moments together here while you were in the nice. city. It was nice. I yeah. like the distance. I didn't, have to yeah. him. I didn't have to touch him. This, I can just say hi to distance. This is what it would be nice if the Thanksgiving table was this big. Uh, we don't go home for Thanksgiving. Yeah, no. I'll see you next time coming through. Very nice to meet yeah. you. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Comedy Hits. show even though we're not playing the imaging it is the new york comedy festival chris is that you ringing off the hook you're trying to turn on all your tvs this isn't logged correctly if you can grab it now uh lots of stuff coming up on the show today chris who's coming in ladder a ladder. We're having Lisa Traeger, 
Adam Newman and Tommy Pope from the New York's Funniest Stand-Up. They're all part of the Comedy Festival. And that's that show's happening Saturday, November 8th at 4 p.m. and airing here on Raw Dogs Sunday at 7 p.m. I heard you struggle with Lisa. You're not comfortable with the pronunciation of her name? I get I get Lisa, but I have all, but it's, it's written differently. Like, uh, Lisa would be L-E-E-Z-A, but she writes it L-I-Z-A. So I've seen it spelled that way before. But just my, my brain. Or is it Lisa? I think it's Lisa. Because it's not having the S? Yeah. With the Z, just the hard Z sound. My name's not Lisa. My name is Pepper. Well, Chris Stanley, you're on top of things. Mark Norman uh, coming in just a little bit, too. He said he would have been here earlier, but he was partying like a party guy, partying it up. Like to do some drinking and smoking, too. Guess he got fucking blacked out last night. If you had the choice, yeah. the best pot in the world yeah. or rot gut whiskey, what would you take? You know what? Rot gut whiskey. You prefer whiskey to the marijuana smoke. Yes, and like the best, like at, some, at a certain point, in my opinion, weed just gets, it, it's good weed, and then you can, the best weed in the world, I'm just going to get just as high on the le- slightly less best weed in the, the state world. of Florida voted down the legal marijuana smoke. It's retarded. It's, it's, it's stupid. You have to say it from their point of view. Every, one out of every three people down there works as a smuggler. So they are totally nervous. <laughs> got to protect the economy. Yeah. That this is going to stop them from bringing in that square grouper that they love so much. Get that herb. Yeah. You know, in, in the uh, weed legal states, they're taxing the, the legal weed profits at 70%. The government's just killing them with taxes. Good. <laughs> it's still better off than they were before. I think it's going to drive more guys to just go back to just selling, you know? Well, I got no problem with that. If your illegal weed tastes better than the legal weed, then by all means, bootleg that shit. It's not going to go, because people were all freaked out, like, oh my God, it's legal now. How is anyone going to make any money? All, all the dealers are going to go out of business. No, it's, it's, still, it's still alive and well. How about this? Some of the dealers get a fucking actual job <laughs> instead of dealing. <laughs> they don't know how to network. The only way I'm, I say... After age 20, you have to stop acting like you're an amateur dealer. That's the place for the real people or no one. I don't mind you running around your fucking high school with a couple dime bags and a puka necklace and acting like you're fucking cool. <laughs> that is a but cool? after that, fuck you. <laughs> Time for you to get jumped into the job market. Yeah, you're gonna, or you know, you go the other way and start getting workers. And... All right, let me ask you this. Yeah. Ounce of fucking weed. Yeah. Or four cases of brewskis. Man. I'm just going to say it by you struggling with it. Yeah. You're a juicer, my friend. You like to juice. Yeah, I mean, four cases of beer, that's four nights of fun. Right. Two and a half. I mean, if I have if I have the case of beer, I'm just going to start drinking it until it's gone, you know? That's that's not a problem. (laughs) That's never considered a problem anywhere. I mean, it's beer, whatever. It's like soda. Some people are saying her name is Liza. Liza! Um, it looks like Liz Fire uh, voted for me as governor of the state of California. And apparently I did not get enough uh, votes to cover. Who is the new governor down there, Fez? Uh, governor Brown. Jerry Brown got reelected. So they, the other guy didn't make it? The... 
or he wasn't running for governor again? The guy with the heavy tan. Uh, no, he, I don't think he was running again. I thought he was running for something. He was fucking debating people. The guy from St. Pete with the tan. Oh, yeah, he was running for governor of Florida. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Um, f- yeah, r- he lost n- very narrowly to uh, loss. the you incumbent. I mean? Fucking Bucks lost in a narrow loss, but they, that goes up in the loss column. They're still losers. You want to be a winner? You got to fucking win, Jack. Uh, Mark Norman coming in. Fez, I know you love to read. This is a nice long one for you. A festival is coming to New York City, and with it come some of the funniest minds walking the planet. The Comedy Carnival has come to town. Let Ron and Fez be your guide to the 2014 New York Comedy Festival. Unfriendly images. Mark Norman, plenty going on during this week's New York Comedy Festival. Tonight, he's hosting Stick or Treat. That's happening at the Little Field in Brooklyn tonight at 8 o'clock. You can go to NewYorkComedyFestival.com for tickets. Mark's also going to be performing during Ari Shafir's This Is Not Happening. That's Thursday, tomorrow, November 6th at the Village Underground, tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Mark is hosting We're All Friends. Uh, We're All Friends here Sunday, November 9th at the Creek and Cave at 9 p.m. So that's Mark Norman all through the New York Comedy Festival this week. Um, let's uh, let's go over here and talk a little bit as we're waiting for Mark Norman to Bob. Bob, you're on the Ron Fest show. Hey guys, uh, Chris, I got a question for you. If you had unlimited amount of uh, the weed and unlimited amount of uh, drink, which would you choose? Oh. <laughs> Shit, man, booze. <laughs> booze. Well, thank you. That's what Chris said. He said booze. Oh, both? Yeah, booze booze. He loves his booze. He's a fucking booze hound. Can't keep his booze down. Let's bring Mark Norman in. The Ron and Fez Show welcomes the participating members of the 2014 New York Comedy Festival. Norman in studio with us and worried that he's a couple of minutes late, but you're going to remember something. We run our lives like Mexicans do. Uh-huh. There's no hurry and we don't stick to the clock. Okay? Oh, all right. We just want to be surrounded by family, friends, and food. There's no pressure. All right, great. Well, I uh, reek of tequila. Do you really? Were you out drinking all night? A little bit, yeah. You know, the, this festival, the week, it's a magical week. Yeah. All the comics come together. We all were watching the underground show with Attell and Jeff Ross and, you know, good times. Everybody wants to be David Tell, don't they? The back of their mind, they're like, how do I make it to be David Tell? Everybody except David Tell. That's the ironic thing. David Tell thinks, how did I go wrong? Yes, but he's a, a legend. He is a legend, and yet he thinks to himself... This is, is that all there is? He's like Peggy Lee. 
<laughs> where he just doesn't believe there isn't more to life. All right. But he's beloved, he's just as the, he should be. The quickest guy, uh, we were standing on the sidewalk, and uh, it was Big Jay Okerson right here and Ari Shafir right here, and uh, uh. these guys kept annoying Dave, and he goes, uh, have you met my friend Stan here and does nothing? <laughs> <laughs> just right out of the gate, you know? They were just They just want to be close to him, though. They just want to be close. We all do. And he, he's a weirdo to be around. He's fidgety. He's anxious. Mm-hmm. But you, you can't leave him when you're around him because you're like, it's David Tell time. Yeah. And that's what he has to deal with wherever he goes. Yeah. He yeah. has Everyone else thinks that the circus is in town, but he just thinks, why? Why did any of this happen? <laughs> right. Uh, you put together this really weird show that I, I can't even wrap my head around the premise. Oh, boy. Well, that's what uh, I'm here for. And that's... This group of people who are doing other people's acts. Basically, it's more of an homage, a tribute. Uh, This is the seventh year we've done it. It sells out every year. People really get a kick out of the show. It's called Sticker Treat, and uh, it's at Littlefield in Brooklyn at 8 o'clock. And basically, we get about 45 comedians, and they dress up as their favorite comedians and do about two minutes of their material, which doesn't sound like much, but they always get creative with it. Like somebody this year is doing Cosby and he's going to rape a chick. Uh-huh. And okay. Then, so it's stuff like that. You right. Know? It's, a, it's, the, it's the homage plus a joke. Right. So if you're one of the people that they're doing, should you feel like, oh, what an honor, or uh-oh, what are they going to pick out on me? What are they going to say about me? A little of both. A little of both. I'd say... Seventy thirty honor. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, so at least 70% of you is honored. Let's go through some of these names and see if it's going to be an honor bit. Uh, the George Carlin, I imagine. That'll be an honor. That'll be an honor. The Howie Mandel. That'll be a bit. Uh, the Ron White. That'll be a little of both. A little bit of both. Yeah. But the only guy who gets to smoke cigars on stage, I find it fascinating. I agree. The only one who still can get away with it. Yeah, the only cool, uh, what do you call it, lumberjacks of comedy? What are those guys, the Hicks? Yeah. Blue collar. Yeah, the yeah. blue, the lumberjacks, the Hicks. <laughs> but you consider him a cool one. He's the cool one. He's the yeah. actual like, talented comedian one. Um, Lisa Lampanelli. Oh, that'll be a huge bit. That's going to be like a you know a fat suit, the whole thing, black cock. Um, Gallagher. Oh that's, well, that's obvious. That's a hundred percent. Mitch Hedberg. That'll be a tribute. I All think. right, so this is fun. It's a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun here. Margaret Cho. Oh, that'll be ugly. Yeah, that'll. The Lonely Island, and it'll be a video. Oh, and I see that one will be interesting because obviously they put some work into it. I can't imagine how many comics are. Are coming through to do this. People now, love it. Now, Will Miles is going to be doing Mark Norman. Now, somebody does me every year, and it's always painful. You don't enjoy this. No, they they you know try to write it off as some kind of uh, you know I love you flattery thing, but it's, uh-huh. uh, it never goes well. I think this is going to be the night, but you're doing so many other things as well, right? A lot of shows. This festival is a uh, it's it's huge for me. Uh, you're doing uh, Ari Shafir's This Is Not Happening Oh yeah, Thursday. Already sold out. Oh, what's that all about? Ari Shafir is a comic. He's been doing this storytelling show. He did it online first. Uh-huh. And it's you know he runs it out of a strip club in L.A. called Cheetahs. And it's really down and dirty and gritty. And you tell your most horrific stories like when you OD'd on heroin or when you banged your cousin or when you got molested. And, and it's all... It's all dirty and raunchy, and he's bringing it to New York. You have one that good. Oh, yeah. 
You have to run it by him. You've got to say, is this awful enough? Yes. And it gets it gets nasty. Yeah. It's like 60 Minutes, but funny. Now, Chris, do you feel like you have a horrific story good enough for this? Yeah, I, I have I have terrible things that have happened to me, and that have uh, you know that have done arrests and right. weird shit that's happened, felony stuff. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's I've, I've gotten enough weird shit happen. I have a blackout story that I think is about as low as a human being can go. Oh, really? Yeah. Now that I'd like to hear. Well, should I save it for Ari? Should I waste <laughs> it on my fucking show? <laughs> I save it. Save you know, it. that's the thing. I, that, that so many of these stories, like you would think to yourself, oh, I would never tell that story about myself. Right. But that's the only thing that gets over here. Exactly. Yeah. Because everybody's got a mediocre weird story. You've right. got to have that horrific story. Would this be a, uh, a story if you did a three-way with Fez's sister and her daughter? Yes. And now the daughter's oh. pregnant? The daughter alone is a story. All right, then I'm saving this. <laughs> I'm saving that one in case Ari asked me to do it. I got to hear the story. Yeah. yeah. Well, you just heard most of it. <laughs> Call I mean, in if you're the sister. There's not much more. Well, much more where, where's the cutoff point for you? Why would that have any? Why would that even bother you? Because that's my sister and my niece. But everybody's an adult here, Fez. I could see if the niece was And you're eight. my best friend. Oh, that's uh. the part of the story I find most embarrassing. <laughs> that's why I won't tell the story. Nasty. Yeah. I don't think you should say someone's your best friend past the age of seven. I agree. I think that's the point. That it, I think you've got to say, it's my best. this is my best friend, and hey, everybody, it's my birthday. <laughs> I hate adult birthdays, and I hate adult best friends. Right, right. Now, Chris, is your best friend your chick? Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Do you have another best friend? I have. It's like it's like a tier of people that are like my buddies. Right. That's not the same as having a best friend. A best friend, you're like, that's the person I could take my secrets to. <laughs> and that's embarrassing. <laughs> we can get like, ice cream on piggyback. I'm sure your buddies wouldn't even fucking help you move, right? No. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, and no, I wouldn't trust them to help me move. That's a good idea, because they'd rob you. <laughs> they're, they're train wrecks. No, I'm not going to let them fucking carry my shit around. That's smart. Oh, hire professionals. <laughs> Chris, you see the email that we got from the kid who never heard back from HR? Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. That's pretty horrible. Do you have anybody you consider a friend besides me, Fez? Wow, no, not outside of you and relatives. That's rough. Yeah, that, there's just no one I would... I get too paranoid, there's no one I would trust. Hmm. Mm. Outside of that circle. Yeah, don't trust me. I'm an awful person. <laughs> I thought you would have already caught on to that by now. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> no, I you're, think, what about the you're all I got left. I don't even think you had any friends before that. Not real friends. No, not really. Well, no. I saw you how you treat all your other, your best friend that you grew up with, you won't even answer his phone calls. No, I, you know, I'm because of his wife, I am staying away from that situation. Mm. Yeah, but you can't talk to him. You think talking to him is talking to the wife? Absolutely. Did you have a, did you fuck the wife? No. Oh, uh, the son? No, I didn't. <laughs> did you fuck the son? I did not Be fuck honest, the son. Jerk off to? The fact that you even yelled it like that is uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> that's a mission of guilt. Speaking of friends, you're not going to believe who I bumped into in Tampa. Who's that? Lou Angel Wolf. Oh, large Lou Angel Wolf. Boy, he had some stories about you, my friend. What were they? Yeah, one about his niece. Okay. 
Lou That's really is getting Lou's, around. Is Lou still doing comedy? <laughs> yeah, he was uh, my feature. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Funny guy. Still hasn't moved up, though. Well, he had a, a thing with Bobby Jewell, and I think he, now he's finally back in the system. Uh-huh. They had a tift. What was it? Uh, something about he missed a spot for a corporate gig. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give away a secret. His real last name is not Angel Wolf. That's a made up <laughs> you don't last say. name. Wow, yeah. I thought he was like a cool. No, Native I've, American. No, I've known him for decades. For decades, I've known him. Great guy. Um, he is. Everybody loves Lou. Mm-hmm. He's a, a he's a hugger, yes. which is always uncomfortable. Yes, not not even but when a guy hugs you and then stays there for a yeah. while, yeah. and he's tall, so he'll put his head down on top of your head, Meatloaf. and you're like, this is longer than I'd even want to hug a woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but a man, he's just holding on to you, and what? sometimes he moves back and forth like that. Right. Like that. He's got long white hair that caresses your shoulders. Is his hair white now? That's yeah. how long it's been since I've seen him. Oh yeah. Um. He uh, he's a he's a guy that I've known wow since the beginning I guess going all the way back probably even before I met you Fess I think so yeah uh, Tom Tom in Jersey you're on the Run and Fest show Hey guys uh, Fezzy Yes What about what about that Polo guy I thought you were good friends with him You and Polo are friends Oh no no <laughs> mortal enemies <laughs> Now do you not consider Chris Stanley a friend Chris, I would say, is a... I don't know if there's a different distinction. Can you be a friend without being a confidant? Mm. Well, it's a work friend. I yeah, think a work, okay. I think work a work friend, friend right. is a little bit legitimate thing. Chris and I are never going to say, hey, let's go watch the new Matthew McConaughey Interstellar movie. Yeah, things like that are never but, but going to come up. You couldn't say that to me either. There's no way I would go to a movie with you. <laughs> That's too weird. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird to say to another dude, let's go see a movie together. Right. I love movies alone. That's underrated. I, I think every movie critic understands it. Yeah. Go to a movie alone. I do it all the time because I have to see screenings. Ah. And it's just so peaceful. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just lay down, I go to sleep. Two hours later, I wake up and I tell the theater company, I loved it. Let's <laughs> bring the star in. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll, sometimes I'll do an interview with people and I go, the movie started so strong. And then I guess everyone falls asleep. Right. What happens then? Um, have you seen the Nightcrawler yet? Because that's supposed to be no. I wasn't even sure what it was about. That's getting some buzz. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah, it's like about a paparazzi, I believe. It's like about like Adam from TMZ. It's his story. Mm. I saw the Birdman. Have you seen that? I have. I heard good things. Yeah, you didn't like it. Mm. Too meta. Mm. Wow. I've just felt like. You know, I see what you're trying to do. Congratulations, uh, right. you know? <laughs> I mean, I know when people come out of film school, it's a big thing. Everyone gets mad at me for saying that. But at the end of the fucking day, I was just like, yeah, all right. Mm. I mean, I would definitely tell people, do you want to go see it? Go see it. You saw it, right, Chris? Yeah, I thought it was great. You loved it. I loved it, yeah. I loved uh, Ed Norton. In it. I thought it was I, amazing. I want to talk about Interstellar, and I know uh, our boy has seen it, Jermaine Lassier, and... But here's what I hate about that. When they go, go see it on an IMAX. It's uh, got to be seen yeah. on an IMAX. I've never seen anything in IMAX. I haven't either. I refuse to see anything in I IMAX. I do, and it's like seeing something on something the size of a wall. Is it that big? I've never yeah, been Yeah, it's inside. gigantic. 
it's as big as like if you like if they show a movie on Rhode Island, uh-huh. that's what it's like watching that. Ugh, hate Rhode Island. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, I guess it's nice as a state, but as a movie screen, right. no, Mark. You know, maybe, maybe you and Lou Angel will go there for a while. He did invite me to dinner, and I went, and he brought his uh, lady. It was very awkward. He's always got a new lady. Always. Always. It changes his life. Yep. And then he, you know, first of all, he's one of those guys, he gets a girlfriend, he's like this. Did I tell you? Uh, she does calligraphy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to give a fuck. <laughs> right, you know right. what I mean? One yeah. of those yeah. You know, like, I don't know what to say back to that. I know this must be wonderful. Right. But, you know, it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, what do you say? yeah she looks like she does calligraphy. Yeah. I can see that. And you're like, oh, yeah, I guess calligraphy's great. You know, because he acts like his life has gotten so much better. Right. And then, then you know, it's always like 10 months to... You know, like, I've got to get out of this. Yeah, yeah. And I go, what about the fucking calligraphy, dude? Wasn't that great? I guess she wrote me a breakup letter in, in calligraphy. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like really getting something from the Middle Ages telling you how awful you are. <laughs> um, but I will say this. I don't care what anyone else does. There, it's always better when a woman breaks up with you than when you break up with a woman. Oh, clear. Oh, yeah. Totally. And there's only one way to really break up with a woman that's clean. And that's be so annoying that she tells you she hates you and she never wants to see you again. And if you come around, she'll call the cops. Yes. And that's finally you get that kind of freedom. Perfect. I do the, I just kind of avoid a lot, and then they go, well, what's the point? I go, yeah, good point, and then they break up with me. So you stay away from them for, like, weeks at a time. Weeks. Don't return calls, but you don't say what's on your mind. Yes. Smart. Yeah, and I, Smart. I lived with her, too, so that was yeah. tough. <laughs> just staying in the other room, mm-hmm. and just starting to put your name on your food. It's <laughs> a great way to let them know this isn't going the way we thought. Yeah. We can't reach Jermaine. I just I shot him an email and called, yeah. Because I want to hear about this. I want to get to the bottom of it. Mark Norman is in with his fez, and what an exciting drunken tequila drinking week he's having. Here is your Ron and Fez New York Comedy Festival calendar update. Here's who's funny tonight. It's Mark Norman as the host of Sticker Treat. At Littlefield in Brooklyn tonight at 8 p.m., NewYorkComedyFestival.com for tickets. Tomorrow, Mark's going to be performing during Ari Shafir's This Is Not Happening show. That's Thursday at the Village Underground at 8 p.m. And then on Sunday, Mark wraps up the New York Comedy Festival with the We're All Friends Here show. He's hosting that at the Creek in the Cave at 9 p.m. on Sunday. Is this one of those all-nude Creek in the Cave shows that they do? I wish. This is a, it's a show we've been doing for years. It's where comics come on and tell us their dirty secrets. Mm. And uh, it's kind of like a, a Mark Marin thing, but it's in front of a live audience. Right. And it gets pretty heavy. Gets where people are really on the edge there. Yeah, yeah. One girl came on and talked about how she got raped, and she started crying. And, you know, guys talk about how they were beaten by their father. And, and it's it's pretty heavy stuff, but it's weird because comics beg us to do it. Right. So I guess people just want to get that out. We will eventually get to the point where there's going to be a comedy 
showcase called Just Show Your Asshole, where a comedian <laughs> will get up, drop their pants, uh, pull their cheeks. This is my asshole. It's so true. Everybody will applaud and call them brave. Judge right. it. Judge yeah. my asshole. And then they don't have to worry about material. That'll be it. <laughs> and then, it, like, ten years after that, it'll be insert something in my asshole. <laughs> sure. And then so on. Well, at that point, I think you're actually considered... Uh, what kind of artist do they call it? Performance artist. Yes. You're a performance artist. Oh, man. When I first moved to New York, I was doing open mics. I was poor. I was clueless. And there was uh, one woman who would paint with her vagina. And that was her big act. I kind of feel like I want to see it, though. Oh, it was hot. I mean, did she put the brush in her vagina? Yes, yes. Or, or was she... Where was the paint at? It was... The, the canvas was beneath her. Yeah. And she just painted, uh, you know... Like squatted. I saw a show one time, and it was an exotic show. And the woman shot uh, ping pongs. Oh yeah, from her vagina, and then later did peanut butter. She would shoot <laughs> peanut butter out, and she was actually arrested for dispensing food without a license. Wow! Because you cannot, you know, just go giving out food. There's a guy in Florida now in. Fort Lauderdale, 90 years old, they arrested him for giving food to homeless people. I heard about that. He was cooking them food, and they said, the mayor of Lauderdale said, if you give them food, they're just going to stay around and shit down on the sidewalk, mm. you know, like seagulls, wow. so you cannot... This is America. Do not give food right. to hungry people Good. with no food. Good. Oh, man. I just picture, you know, you come back to your car and there's hobo shit on it. You know, yeah. Like, like yeah. seagulls. They do that. because, the, But they're only really in Florida during the winter. Mm. And the, then they leave again like the birds and come back up north. But I don't know how they travel. I don't know whether they still hop trains. Yeah. Or... Do they get on a homeless people bus? Maybe they save up all year for an Uber. That would be a long Uber ride, but yeah, you know, at a so. certain point, you'd say, look, sir, you're homeless, you're kind of ripe, I can't take the full trip with you. Because <laughs> right. most of those homeless guys are a little crazy as oh, well. Oh, yeah. To boot. Can I just say this? Uh, I hate yeah. to be Johnny McPlug, but... Uh, Saturday night, Roast Battle, Jeff Ross, Gramercy Theater. I'm on that show, too. It's going to be wild. Who are you roasting? I'm roasting uh, Jermaine Fowler, cute cute kid. Are you planning on taking him out? I mean, just really crushing oh, him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been working pretty hard on these jokes. Uh, but the lineup is insane. Dave Attell commenting, Jeff Ross hosting, Bonnie McFarlane, Kurt Metzger, Jesse Joyce, uh, Big J Okerson. See, Big J is doing who? Ari Shafir. Yeah. And he said he feels bad because he loves Ari, and yeah. Ari's very good to him, but he feels like, for the sense of this, he has to go out and tag him. Yeah. Just really lay him out. Oh, yeah. I mean, these get pretty vicious. There's a, uh, what they call the Negro Dance League. They call the Wave. Mm -hmm. That's their title. And, uh, you know, you do a good joke, and they, like, do backflips and shoot air horns and stuff. So These are Negroes doing that? Yes. Can you believe it? <laughs> no. I, I just... I don't want Twitter to get a hold of this, because it seems like it's one of those things that Twitter could find offensive. That's what they call themselves. Yeah. Well, they call themselves the other names oh. we can't call them, too. <laughs> That's a good you know point. I mean, when you try to say, hey, they call each other that, everyone still gets mad at you. But that's the name of their team. Like, that's, yeah. you know, it's on their shirts and whatnot. Hey, you're preaching the choir. I'm with you 100%. 
Uh, I, I feel like that's the show to see. That's the one to see now. That's the show of the fest. I mean, come by tonight, stick or treat, but that Saturday, that's going to sell out quick. Wow. Good festival this year, though, huh? Great fest. Great yeah. fest, yeah. Um, and no, last night's Dave Tell thing was the big bust. Uh, everybody was going crazy over it. Uh, but it seems like they get the shows get weirder and weird. I mean, at least that's human beings doing their material. Right. There's a set, a professional set for the way you do that. But as the week goes on, it gets just nuttier and nuttier. We're breaking down comedy itself. Yeah, 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 definitely. we got storytelling, we have roast, we have joke shows, we have costume shows. There's a little everything. Comedy is now folding in on top of itself oh, and yeah. changing. Um, and who knows where it's going. I believe into the show your asshole stage. Oh, yeah. But who knows what will happen. Chris, what's one of the other big stories out there in the news today? Uh, there's also the Rihanna pictures came out through, through um, I believe, Esquire, actually. Right, I'm glad that you brought that up because normally I am not crazy about a lot of the celebrity pictures. But this Rihanna picture <laughs> is so phenomenally sexy as well as what was the point of doing this. She's got her pants pulled down, and it looks like she's been oiled up somehow. Oh, yeah. Very much so, yeah. yeah. Now, do you think this is something they improv to this point, or do you think the photographer says, we're going to oil up your breast, your hips, and your vagina. I want you to pull your pants down to the thigh, and that's where the picture's taken. It's got to be improv, because then both her hands are in one of the pockets of the pants as she's pulling them down. It's a very fucking odd position. Could be planned, though. It could be planned. Like, let's make it even nuttier. Let's make it sexier. What's on her wrist there? That's a, it's a, I think it's a tattoo. It could just be henna. Yeah, I think it's henna. Maybe it was happening the other way at the end of the shoot, and she was getting dressed and was pulling her pants back up. Where's the underwear, Fez? And why would she pull her jeans up over an oiled body? Why was she oiled? And what kind of oil is it? And then if there's a photographer, why isn't she covered in his jizz? I mean, when you really... There's more questions here than anything else. But I find this to be one of the sexier of the celebrity things, which most of the time, I think, are a little annoying. Uh-huh. The celebrity shots. They're just safe. But this is the best Rihanna picture I've ever seen in my life. And oh, there's yeah. some nipple popping out, and I think I see some pubic hair also. Wow. Like right there. Like yeah, I, right, see, I see it with the pointer. Like a strand of hair. Yeah. Where is she, what island is she from? Barbados? Oh, she's Ooh. not Bahamian? I think Barbados. I could double check. If you're from Barbados, what are you? Barbadian? A Barbarian? A Barbarian. <laughs> Barbadian. You're Barbadian. She's from Barbados. No one ever says that. St. Michael's. Boy, she's a good-looking lady. She's attractive. Very much uh, so. I wonder why Chris Brown just kept punching her and punching her <laughs> until she was knocked out. Yeah. Because she deserved it. No, with this oil on her, I bet every every punch would be just <laughs> glanced off of right. her. You like, wouldn't be like able to stay lady. with it. Yeah, like a greased pig. Good picture for you, Rihanna. What is she saying? I have no idea what she's saying. The sings. umbrella song. No. Is she, umbrella. My umbrella. Yeah, Ella, yeah, right? Is Ella, that her? Ella. Ella. I know she has that shine bright like a diamond. That's another one. Oh, I like that one, too. Yeah, she's Rihanna good. does umbrella. She does that? Wow, she's been around a while. Yeah, she has been. 
I just heard about it today. All right. Well, you know what? Better late than never, I say, Mark. Well, it was the You're photo. here now. Yeah. <laughs> You're here now. Who's she dating now? Uh, Drake. I believe she sleeps with Drake. Oh, is, are they banging? I believe so, yes. I believe they're fucking each other. She don't like any of the white guys, huh? No one does. No. We're out. We're done. We're yesterday's news. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Will the Republicans win? Then maybe it'll be a bit better light shined on us, you know? Maybe they're going to start saying, those white guys have got some shit going down. Uh, you know? Charge. I know. I'm going to start wearing an American pin on my jacket wherever I go. That's smart. I want everybody to know what team I'm on. Team America. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And we're going to beat those other countries and stuff. ISIS. We're going to beat ISIS. Yeah, we're going to beat the shit out of ISIS. Cut their heads off. See how they like it. Cut their feet <laughs> off and then their heads off. And then waterboard their feet. Yeah, then, <laughs> then circumcise them. Yeah, yeah. circumcise those yeah. fuckers. Wow. I think Ryan is one of them. This has 147 million hits. Yeah, yeah. all from the same two guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um... All right, uh, we do have Jermaine Lassier from Slash Film, who wants to tell us about Interstellar, which is supposed to be the greatest film ever done. Uh, Jermaine, how are you? I'm good, Ron. How are you? So is this the greatest science fiction film in the history of the world? No. No, it is not. Wow. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's pretty good. I think it's got some really... Um, the visuals, obviously... Are amazing. I think the story is surprisingly emotional for a Christopher Nolan movie. I think one of the issues is it tries way too hard to be way too many things, uh, way too many sort of themes, and it sort of gets lost a little bit along the way. Um, but I, I still enjoyed it. It's uh, but it was not you know as great as everybody had you know hoped it would be. Well, so you're saying don't go. I mean, when something tries to be great. And it doesn't make it. That's just going to make you disappointed. Well, I think it's, if, if you wanted to see it for the, the visuals and all this stuff, I think you will like it. But if you're on the fence about it and you're just looking for a good movie, then yeah, I don't. I, I think you probably would be disappointed. Wow. So it's not a good movie. I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's a good movie. It but it tried to be a great movie and felt a good movie. Yes, I believe so. That reminds me of the Inception. Where you're like, I think he almost made something great, but it didn't happen. Yeah. And, but you're talking about the, I mentioned the IMAX thing. The movie actually is open today, or last night, uh, two, two days early slash three days early, but only in theaters that are playing it on film. So you could see it in IMAX or in 35mm or 70mm uh, today and tomorrow, and then it opens everywhere else on Friday. And opens so. on what? Digital fucking? Yeah, it'll be digital everywhere else. It's like watching it on Instagram. Who wants to see that? Now, these guys are saying they don't like the IMAX, Jermaine. Well, the thing is, the difference is, Nolan is one of the guys who shoots on IMAX. So, mm. you know, it's, so he, when you go to see a movie in a normal theater, it's usually a two, three, five to one ratio. You, know, you get that wide screen. IMAX, sort of, when you see it, when a Nolan's movie, the jumps from that uh, aspect ratio to, like a, uh, to a much bigger square. So that 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 might turn people off in that it switches between shots, aspect ratios from big square to rectangle, square to rectangle. Um, but when you get to those big square IMAX shots, they look like you could jump into them. And this is not a 3D movie. It's just the clarity is unbelievable and the size is unbelievable. And that's only on digital, I mean, on film IMAX. How many of the lead actors die in this? Is there like... <laughs> 
Eight out of ten die? Is it like Dirty Dozen? Well, it's a little too early, and you didn't play the spoiler alert drop, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not answer that. I uh, I heard one part of it spoiled the other day. You don't like that the spoiler alert dropped, though, huh, Fez? Uh, no, I guess not. No. How come? It's always one of our old-time faves. It's a case of finding it. Sorry. He's going to get it. <laughs> when you started talking about that yesterday, I turned it down because I didn't want to get spoiled either. Yeah, you know the one I'm talking about, right? I think one, there's one of two, yes. Yeah. I'll just give you a hint just for you. Don't call me daughter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know what? I, I, if that's what I think it is, there's some, that's not really a spoiler. There's bigger spoilers, much bigger. What's the bigger spoiler? That they're unearthed the whole time? They're just <laughs> monkeys are just, wearing, just running the planet? <laughs> it's still Earth. It's just the monkeys are there. Yeah, that would be crazy. What do you think is the best monkey movie of all time? Oof. I got to go one with the one that's a picture. And it's with the kid from France. Oh, he was good. Yeah. Marcel. Yeah. Ed? Is that Ed? Right? Yeah, Ed TV. Ed. I think you got to go 12 monkeys, but I don't think there's really any monkeys in that. Really. Yeah, there isn't, but it's a good title. I mean, it's mm. a great title. And I remember going there going, I can't wait to see this dozen monkeys. They're going to be so <laughs> fucking funny. I'm going to have to go with Dunstan Checks In. Oh, God, that's good stuff. Chris, what about you? That shitty movie Congo by the guy who wrote Jurassic shitty. Park. It was uh, fucking yeah. amazing. That's my favorite. That, that was my up favorite. there with Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> 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 but the remake, the Disney remake of Mighty Joe Young, probably. Yeah. Uh, with Charlize. All right, so this is the last good movie of the season, and it sucked. Well, I, I think we still got Inherent Vice. I can't forget about PTA. A friend of mine saw that. wasn't crazy about it. Really? Yeah. That saw it at the New York Film Festival. I was supposed to go, but uh, my sister-in-law rolled into town. I was saying, uh, I'm really, by not going, I'm like sacrificing. Aren't I a great person? Yeah. And I heard later, uh, not so good. Mm. I heard, I thought Gone Girl was good. Yeah. You didn't like it? I found it to be... <clears throat> Two over the top. Yeah, a little. Just, it just seemed like I was watching TV the whole time. Did you like it, G Baby? I like it, but I think it sort of falls into that uh, Christopher Nolan thing here, where it's good, not great. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I felt like I was watching Gotham after a while. I felt like uh, mm. the. Oh, okay. So this kid's the Penguin. That's why I say with everything now that I'm watching. <laughs> I think this kid grows up to be the Penguin. <laughs> That's a pretty good impression, dude. Burgess Meredith. Yeah, that should be part of your big show where everybody's doing different characters. Uh. <laughs> um, all right, G baby. So that's it. Other than and our advice, we're all we're all screwed on this. Uh, I guess so. I mean, there's not. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing big, big that we're looking for Oscar wise. I'm seeing Fox Catcher today. I have high hopes for that. But uh, uh, let me know about that one. I will. I will email you. See, I hate that because it's kind of based on a true story, and I know where those people are from. I know the whole thing. And I know that when they do the based on the true story, they just add shit and make it Mm. faker. I want to see an exact true story. And if it isn't good enough for a movie, then I'd like to say, well, those people were a little too... That murder was a little too boring to be a movie. Right. Don't you think? (laughs) Yeah. It's really blah about it. (laughs) I mean, how many people do we know that their life would even make a movie? Whew, not many. I don't know anybody. Maybe Fizz. 
No, I think that would be a short <laughs> film at best. What? Uh, you don't think you're going to live long? Well, no, not that. It's just that there's just not a lot happening. Spoiler alert before you say that. Spoiler alert. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you don't think there's a lot happening in your life? No, and... How about I, you sitting in the chair and we watch your mustache grow thicker and longer until it starts to curl up? Time lapse Until I huge. choke on it. Oh. Get that drop. What part of your life would be... Yeah. What part of your life would be worth being in a movie? The man with one shirt? <laughs> the man who wore too little? See, what that would, would be? That would be a quick scene because you would just do the montage of like the calendar months falling off the calendar and mm-hmm. the leaves changing yeah, and but stuff. The, but the shirt getting duller and you having to, you know, fix it every once in a while. Don't you have one part of your life that would be like a movie? Um, I'm trying to think of if there was one part. Now, maybe just um, back a few years when I was like traveling. Let's just stop this and imagine it was a pitch. <laughs> maybe, but I'm not sure. Where did you travel? No, there was one summer where uh, when we were doing the Ron Ron show where I was like on a plane constantly. That would be a great movie. Mm. Seeing someone flying. And that was just, uh, you know, a weekend freak out every but week. You would, but we would change this to the movie where you would be a wing walker. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Or just shoot me as the pilot who's having panic attacks on a plane. No, we don't do a pilot for a movie, Fez. We do that for a TV show. Different kind of pilot. <laughs> Thanks for the correction. Jermaine Lassier... This was an amazing thing. You'll give it a C plus. Uh, yeah, I'm giving it a seven and a half out of ten. So I guess wow, that's t- I'm never going to a seven and a half. Really? I, yeah, I'm gonna wait till this comes to YouTube and then watch it. Huh. Stream it. Yeah, it's the way Nolan meant it to be seen. Huh. This guy's getting worse and worse, huh? This Nolan. <laughs> I don't he started know. I mean, as the best, and every movie gets worse. What movie would you consider great? None of them. Uh, I guess Memento. Yeah. I thought Memento was well worth watching. That was good. I liked The Prestige, but I guess it wasn't great. I liked it, too. I like mm-hmm. Bowie's I it. Tesla. Yeah. It's fucking great. I still think Batman Begins is my favorite uh, trilogy, just because it's the uh, simplest and most different. Yeah, it's definitely simple. Down to the fact <laughs> where it's... I'll tell you, of all the bad Batmans, this kid in Gotham, the whiny little kid Batman <laughs> is the nuttiest one. <laughs> I don't know whether you guys saw it last night, but... Uh, grown men are sitting and talking to this child hmm. as if he could self uh, help solve crimes. What could pot? Why are it's they borderline uh, pederast? Why are they bringing in young fucking Batman? He should just be mourning. He should just be a kid. They're actually going to his house and bringing shit up to him while he cries. This is it's sick. really uncomfortable. Wow. Yeah, it's really bad. All right, there, Jermaine. Talk to you later, buddy. All right, thanks, buddy. All right. Well, it's strong. Mark Norman's in this. He's doing all kinds of shit. It looks like four more shows that you're doing this week. I got, I'm doing a Carnegie Hall with Amy Schumer on Friday. What the fuck? I don't know how we, we forgot about that I don't one. know how in the middle of all the plugging. Oh, you're yeah. playing Carnegie Hall, dude. I, I'm blown away. Yeah, opening for Amy Schumer, 8 o'clock Friday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think there's some tickets left, but it's it's going to be a doozy. 
Wow. Yeah. Carnegie Hall. Your family's got to be going ape shit over there. This that. is the one thing they seem to give a shit about. I'm yes. It's on Conan, a half hour special. They're like, eh, yeah. but Carnegie. They're like, hey, we've heard of that. Yeah. Well, that was always the thing to do uh, in life was once you played Carnegie Hall, your life was set. Carnegie Hall was the Tonight Show before there was a Tonight Show. Right, right. You know, where people can say, I played Carnegie Hall, therefore I'm in show business. Yes. That would be the beginning stages. Yeah, I mean, I'm just opening, obviously, but uh, I just can't wait to be in the bowels of that place. But you know? what if Amy, like, I don't know, like, <laughs> twist her ankle right yeah. before, and you have to close the show? Oh, boy, that would be fun. And she's just off to the side going, you can do it. She's laying on the floor with an ice pack. Am I crazy, or does it seem like there's a lot of heat on her career right <laughs> now? Like, things are going well for her. You are not crazy, yeah. Ronnie. Uh, the Judd Apatow movie coming out. Her show's still on the air. The show's terrific. Great show, Yeah. yeah. And the, you're in the Apatel movie too, right? Yeah, I got a quick, uh, quick two lines. That's exciting, though. Yeah, he's uh, terrifying on set. In what way? Just he, you know, he's the nicest guy in the world, sweetest guy, but just on set, it's it's all business. Well, you know, if they, if you know, you get behind in that business, they want to fire you no matter who you are. So right. you have to stay on schedule no matter what's happening. The schedule on a movie, there's nothing like it in the world. No, no way, yeah. And but he's all about just that wasn't funny. Do this. That wasn't funny. Try this. Like he just tells it like it is. Very blunt. And you have to say, what, what do you mean it wasn't funny? Am I not funny? Should I never even try to be funny? Well, that's what you're thinking in your head. But yeah. you go, yeah, you got it. Okay, yeah. thank you. I understand. Yeah. Funnier. That would yeah. be my thing. <laughs> I want to try to get funnier. Exactly. Well, I also hear that he shoots like two and a half hours and then edits half of it down. Yeah, you know? there's a lot of that. But it, it helps because, like the tw the second hour in, you're kind of like your brain's just going into weird places, and it makes you better. I think. Well, here's the thing that kills me about Apatow. Anyone who's ever hung around with him later becomes a, a great director themselves. You know what I mean? And mm. they kind of learn from him. So all the guys that he was with, you know, uh, that worked with him and were his assistants, they go out and become big. You know, comedy directors as well. Is so right? something's got to be there. Oh yeah. no, he's he's a big ball of talent. Yeah, but yeah, he's scary. It was amazing that you know he picked Amy out of all the people. I think it's the first movie he's directed that he hasn't written. She wrote it. Wow. Yeah. So she is killing it. She's crushing it and making it look easy, which is always weird. Like some people, you see them doing well, but also coming apart at the seams while their success is happening. Right, right. But maybe she's there's just something about her that she seems to be chill with it. You know? It's amazing. She's such a pro. She's yeah. uh, she's actually more, you know, what is it, organized than ever. Right. Well, it really helps if you're not a you know coke and heroin addict. That's one of the things True. I try to point out. I go, if you're going to have success, don't be strung out on really big narcotics because mm -hmm. then it gets even harder. I try to tell that to you, Chris. Yeah. And you go, I'd rather have the coke and <laughs> heroin than worry about anything else. I mean, instant gratification, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got to say goodbye to him, but damn, it was a lot of fun to have you in, and congratulations for everything that's happening this week. Hey, thanks. Carnegie man. Hall. And it's not even on your list of <laughs> plugs. Sorry. There's so many things on this. Fez... 
top to bottom, let the world know everything Mark's up to. Something going on every day this week with Mark Norman at the New York Comedy Festival. Tonight, it's Stick Sticker Treat. That's at Littlefield in Brooklyn tonight at 8 o'clock. NewYorkComedyFestival.com for tickets. Tomorrow, that's Thursday, it's Mark will be performing during Ari Shafir's This Is Not Happening show. That's at the Village Underground at 8 o'clock. On Friday, opening for Amy Schumer at Carnegie Hall. That's an 8 p.m. show. Saturday, it's the Roast Battle with Jeffrey Ross. Mark Norman's taking on Jermaine Fowler. Saturday at Gramercy Theater. Then on Sunday, he wraps everything up by hosting the We're All Friends Here show. Sunday, November 9th at the Creek in the Cave. That show is at 9 o'clock. Wow, well done, sir. Yeah, he's done it all. He's Something every all. day. Yeah. Something every day? Oh, yeah. So this is your comedy calendar. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you, sir. See you back in here again soon. On and Fez. On Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Raw Dog Comedy. Hit Channel 99. Ron is a Philly guy. Wakes up in the morning hoping Fez maybe really died. Hicks stays really high. Shell has pretty eyes and lips like Lily Tide. Ron does the world's best interviews. Hicks drinks too much and will continue to. And Shelby's got DSLs. And you won't hear Fez until the live read interludes. If he talks, it's probably not new shit. Somebody's in the bathroom, he's probably not pooping. Hicks went to college, so he's probably not stupid. Shelby's got a bad gland, he's probably got lupus. This is like a rap version of an unscreened phone Sick call. movie raps, bro. Yeah. Digging that Ron and Fez show. Fez is all weird and sad Digging that one and Fez show Never no turning back Never, never, no, never no turning back 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ Announce who the winners is. Hicks can't do it because he can't pronounce Bennington. Bang that. Ronnie, what you give him so much shit for? Because he's the shitty mentor in the center. What the fucking fuck? Fez used to play a gay character. Now he's the oldest virgin in North America. He sits quiet as a cat bird To get him talking call and say the other F word Fashion And then it turns to the advice show Blaming on his mom like the murder movie Psycho And people start to add theories He stands in the booth so he can fart and act clearly Came out the closet then he starts to act weirdly Now he has a breakdown and a heart attack yearly Digging that Ron and Fat show Shelby's got rotten glands Digging that Ron and Fat show Never no turning back, never, never no, never no turning back. Yeah, shout out to Blowhard, Andy from Cleveland, uh, John from wherever he's from, and shout out everybody. Janice, what up? Uh, Sarah McPants, what's up? Liz says fire, track of love, yeah. Everybody but Lady Trucker, everybody but her. Continue to ban Lady Trucker forever, please. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Ron and Fans on Raw Dog. Comedy hit. Mark Norman was just in here. He's doing so much this week. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it's a fun time in New York City because all the comics have come home to roost. And uh, we've had so many on today. But coming up, three more comedians. That'll be part of New York Funniest. Now, uh, those comics are also up on the iBang. You can go read. We're doing stuff like just some quick questions with them. 
Who's up there right now? Right now, from yesterday, um, Emma Willman. I really like the Emma Willman a lot. She sent me an email today yeah. talking about Fez's gay shirt, and she's just obsessed with it. Yeah, she got locked into Fez uh, pretty, pretty quickly. And uh, when she freaked Fez out, that instead of... Like, some people, Fez will start to yell out, and and they'll feel bad about it. But she just got more interesting. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's some people that if they see a blackhead, they just want to pick at it. Yeah. You know, if they find the weird. And you can see that she's obsessed with the weird. All right, give us one of the questions that comes up and see if we can answer it where does she go to write comedy oh, i don't care about that okay. give me one that's interesting all right what was her what, what's her ideal first date oh i like that i'm gonna guess that her idea first date is the old rainbow room dancing to big band music in the old rainbow room am i correct incorrect what did she say my ideal first date is going to a cafe and then going to the sex museum Wow. Yeah. Very Why did she say that? Because she wants to gauge what the person is like sexually. Wants to see how wants to see how open they are. I, I want wow. to go into yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what she said. So then you're at the sex museum. You can gauge their comfort level, or you can gauge if they're going to be too much for you. Hmm. And she talks about uh, a girl she brought to the sex museum once before. Tell us all about it. Okay. I like to hear about two girls going out on a date. I remember going with this one girl. Literally, we're outside. It's four on a Sunday. She shows, she shows up drinking wine. She's tipsy and high. She goes, I ain't fucking around. I want to go straight to the anal. Yeah. I am going to tell you something that I'm shocked about here. What's that? I didn't think two girls together would be interested in the anal. Looks like that's what this girl Emma was dating was all about. All about that anal, about that anal, about get that, that anal. Ass, get that all ass, about get that anal. Get up in it. No vagina. <laughs> and then they dated for two months. And then they broke up. She also told us about somebody that she was dating that had dated a very famous comedian also. But she said that off camera. So I want to have Emma back on again because I found her to be fascinating. Oh, she's great. And I like the fact that Fez was yelling at her first time, but she wasn't taking it personal. She just kept going. She thinks your shirt is fascinating, Fez. Yeah, that seems kind of weird to me. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, it's it's my gay shirt. It's my shirt that I wear every day, but it Am doesn't I seem not... like something that other people would be fascinated in. Oh, well, yeah, a man wearing the same shirt for every day for a year. I don't know why that would be fascinating to people. The only way you could get away from that, Fez, with, with that gimmick is if you were on Star Trek. And then people would go, okay, that's his Star Trek shirt. He is a Star Trekker. Or Trekkie, if you'd rather. I wonder how long the cool fade is going to stay on you. The cool fade. Yeah, get some. Yeah, bring some. I guess some, Fez. Eh? Fez seems like he's back lately. Or am I crazy with that? He's stronger than he has been in a long time. Very, very strong. Now we're bringing in three comedians. What are you going to do to weird them out? <laughs> you guys, fucking. Make what it. odd thing are you going to do? To make them like, did you see when Mark Norman was just locked in when you were 
off on the struggle. I always yeah. like to look back over to see. <laughs> if, you know, I'm what, sure there'll be a struggle. What's the discomfort you're going to bring to these three young comedians? They're all going for New York's funniest. I'm a judge, a judge who now, as it gets closer, wants to back out of it. You got ju- you have to judge these kids. I don't like to judge though. You it has know what I mean? To go down. I guess I'll be the hanging judge. You know that if somebody has a bad set, they hang. Right. It should be uh, weird though. But f- let's uh, bring them in without him because I can't wait all day. Who do we got coming in? Lisa Triger. And uh, Tommy Pope, I'm going to go greet them right now. Pope and Trager. All right, Fez, we got to get your game face on. Okay. What are you going to say to these youngsters to get them nuts? Um, I'm not sure what to say. I mean, my scalp would bleed in front of them if I started picking at it. It's pretty raw right now. Is that something you'd like to do? Um, well, I'm always digging at my head anyway, so yeah, it would actually be comfortable... To pick at it in front of them, and I'm sure I can get some blood flowing. Never bring up that the blood is flowing, though. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And if someone says it to you, do not wipe it away. Just right. look up at that. I'm just letting you know, it'll be over here, and it'll run down my mm-hmm. right temple. Let's get it started, then. Okay. Why are you digging at your head so much? It's just uh, like a weird, nervous thing where it's usually I don't even know that I've gone too far. Until I feel the blood flowing. But are you itching? Yeah. Yeah, it itches constantly. Mm. Yeah, nothing. Not getting it going. I think there's another one. I got Isn't a couple it weird spots. that every time that you want to be weird, you can't be? I know. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous is what we should say. Because that's what the kids love to say, the dunks. All right, you got all their plugs for them as well? Uh-huh. Yep, it's uh, from New York's Funniest. Well, they're not here yet. Okay. Oh, this is a young lady that was born in the Ukraine. Hey, can I have one of your DNCs? Yes. I believe that... Uh, that this is one of the craziest weeks we've had in quite some time with people that are going on. And I feel like, oh, well, there's too much to our schedule. And then you talk like Mark Norman. His schedule makes us look like, you know, I, mean, I was going to say something gay. I know I shouldn't. Thank but you. But you know where I'm going with it, right? I'm pretty aware. Yeah, there's nothing happening with your scalp, just so Not you know. There. You, you, you brought up something that you weren't able to pull off. Again. Damn it. Jim Murphy has written to me. Um, <laughs> that's very funny. He says, Mr. Benton, Jim Limousine sent a car for you. Didn't you recognize your name? A Chris Stanley ordered the car. Uh, let's bring him in. Fez, who do we got? We have coming into the studio Lisa Traeger, Adam Newman, and Tommy Pope. All three here? All three. The Ron and Fez Show welcomes the participating members of the 2014 New York Comedy Festival.
In studio with us, three of the challengers from Sunday's New York Funniest Competition happening in the Caroline's Comedy Club on Broadway at 4 p.m. We have Lisa Traeger. Hi. Adam Newman. Hi. And Tommy Pope. Is Hello it Sunday? There. I thought it was Saturday. It is Saturday. Oh, sorry. All right. Fez made a mistake. That's cool. It's okay. Do not Sorry. worry. Do not show up on Sunday. I yeah. you were going to mess me up. It's my fault. All right. They, this is what they do in contests so somebody could win. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's apparently the three of us are not the favorites if you're trying to get us to go on the wrong day. Do you know who you feel like is the favorite in this contest? Uh, I mean, I clear. I very want to win. I want to win. You want to win? <laughs> yeah, I'm not competitive at all. Like, I was on the swim team and I never won. But, like, I'm very... I just really want to win. So you're competitive <laughs> as long as it's not swimming? Um, no, I'm usually not even competitive about anything else. But for some reason, I've just been really amped up and, like, want to win. What yeah. about you guys? You I don't, don't feel like you guys are my enemies. No, but I, don't, like, I, I, just, I definitely want to I kind of want win. her to win, too. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally, please, I'd be totally happy if she won. <laughs> well, it's $600,000 on really? the line. Yeah. Wow. Oh, That's a th- lot of like, money. It's like That's, 300 last year. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to amp it up because, yeah. you know, it's all Republican Senate now. You guys want to make a deal if any of the three of us win? We split the money? Um, I'll take someone out for like oysters. All right, deal. Well, you know what I like? Wow. You guys are forming an alliance, just yeah. making a reality alliance show. Alliance tonight. Today. Yeah, yeah. You just need to have one enemy on the show, and then you get competitive. Well, I don't think we there's know like who's a, on the show. Do you guys? Yeah, we do. Yeah, there's a. But I'm not going to talk about my enemy. They released it. I think yeah, it's, it's like eleven. There's eleven or twelve yeah. comics, right? It's that prick Joe List. Yeah. Oh, I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, nobody He's likes him. He's one of the favorites. Is he? He's yeah. got to be he a favorite. He had a great set last. I was Even in the contest with last his year, past. <laughs> What's his past? He ran over a, a child. He ran over a baby in a car. <laughs> to win a comedy competition? Yes, yeah. <laughs> because there was one funny baby. There was a really funny baby. This Let's baby's going to be a future headliner. we got to take him out uh, now. So, yeah, Joe, let's do else, Fez. You normally keep an eye on this. Mateo Lane Mateo, is part of it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he came in this, this week and he was hysterical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did great. he sing? He usually doesn't sing, yeah. but maybe he treated you a little. Yeah, he did. He sang. <laughs> And then he painted stuff because you know I'm going to be a judge. I'm I, I don't know how many judges there are, but I'm one of them. Well, right. he gets, I feel like we should have gotten a warning that there was bribes at play. Did he yeah. draw you, got you a, a picture? Well, yeah, he gave me a painting. I would have brought oh, like Jesus. some candy. I would have brought something. Okay, so that I like the idea of that that you're willing to kind of buy your way in. Yeah, because that's to me what makes it better and more honest. That it's not based on comedy, but <laughs> prizes and stuff like that. It's like that. That guy bombed. How did he win? And you're just walking out with a sweet new scarf or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just having, I'm just looking at my watch, feeling good about myself. Yeah. Because things make you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Best. And how much time do you guys know that you're doing? I bet eight. I six yeah. to eight. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah six to eight. Probably. Now, one of the things is this is going to get replayed on Raw Dog here. And then I think they do something where the winner gets their own hour that they can do whatever they want with. Right. something crazy mm-hmm. like oh, cool. that. So really, this is the start of finally dragging Louis C.K. off the top of that mountain <laughs> that he's been there for too long. You know, David Tell gets pushed aside. No time for Chris Rock. And one of you guys finally becomes the new wave. That's cool. Wow. And then next year, like they'll all be in the competition. It'll be right. They'll be battling their way back. Yeah. How funny would that be if it was just like nine of us and then Attell shows up and we have to compete against him? (laughs) (laughs) He wins. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be great. Form an alliance. That's the way to. There was a thing I went to recently. 
and was a contest, but it was turtle races, and yeah. that was very fun to me. That was turtle my, races? Yeah, it's these turtles, and they're in a bucket, and then they lift the bucket, and they all have numbers, and then they, like, scatter. Was this in Chinatown? <laughs> no. Because that's where there's always turtles in buckets down there. Oh, but that's probably for eating, right? <laughs> yeah, I think Not it's for food. fun races. Yeah. yeah. I think it's food. What does a winning turtle get? Um, the, if you bet on the turtle, you get a pitcher of beer. Ah, if your turtle wins. Is this a bar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is it? Um, I don't want to talk about it now because it's in Chicago. Oh, <laughs> in Is that where you're from? I'm from Skokie, but that's oh. where I did stand up for. I just moved here in May to New York. Yeah. So. You missing Skokie, though? Um, no, I mean, no. no. I lived with my parents, so I don't yeah. miss it at all. I'm having fun here. I miss, like, a few food spots. You know, like Deep I miss the Pita Inn, you know, right? Stuff like that. Well, Chicago is a good town. It's a great town. Great town. But for some I miss reason, the fresh air. <laughs> yeah, you that. like it there. Well, it's very weird that when you're there in the summer, there's a beach. You feel like you're somewhere else other than Chicago. When you're not from Chicago, you don't expect to see people lying next to a, to a beach. It just seems crazy yeah. to me. And then there's also like a bike path and you get to like run off into the thing. Into really? The lake, and I like that. Instead yeah. of sand, you just jump off like a little cliff and you pretend you're in a movie. Like I enjoyed that. What movie did you pretend you're in? Um, well, no, I pretend I was in Baywatch. Like saving life. <laughs> really? Because Baywatch has a lot of sand. Did you notice that? I know, but sometimes off the pier, don't you remember like they mm-hmm. jump with their arms in the yeah. air? Yeah, yeah. Someone? Sometimes, you know? Yeah. That's how I learned to speak English. I moved to America Baywatch? and watched Baywatch. And Holy jeez, what did you speak before English? Sorry, I'm doing the interview now. No, is that I right? you want because I need a little time for myself. <laughs> yeah. This is good. Russia from the Soviet Union. Oh, cool. No, cool. Then I, got to... I thought they were our enemies. Yeah, well, I'm a Jew, so the, like they did, uh, were an enemy to everybody. Yeah, you are. So they let us out. Well, that's because that you know why. No. Every time, no matter what country you go to, you guys are just talking to each other. And was like, what are they? Why can't they mingle more? Why are they always hanging around together? Yeah, because uh, everyone else thinks we're annoying. But here's the thing: accept Jesus, and then we move on. <laughs> he's nice. He's his son. He's thin. He's happy. Just accept him right now. And he now. likes walking on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> and he was a Jew. He was a, mm-hmm. he was a beach walker. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is this a religious program? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's basically called Jesus Today. We just bring people in off the street and try to get them to accept. Jesus today. Where are you guys from? I'm from Philadelphia. Still an Eagles fan? Uh, always. Yeah. yeah. No, we got Sanchez. And the thing is, I suddenly, oddly believe in him. I don't know. Wait, you said we? Yes. You're an Eagle fan. Fly, Eagles, fly <laughs> on the road to victory. You got an you accent? Know, Are you from Philly? Well, I'm from outside of Philly. I'm from Delaware County. So am I. Where from? Drexel Hill. Well, I was born in Chester. This is going to end with you hey, going, Dad. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, here's the thing. I, it looks like I got a new favorite. Yeah. For this contest. Oh, this is my yeah. painting. I'm yeah. painting you my soul right, right. now. Right. We're going to go get hoagies and drink a coke. Totally. And everybody, yeah, totally. And we're Some, I was talking to Dan, Dan Soder, and he was, uh, we were trying to come up with the, the most Philadelphia sentence, and I think yeah. it was. My hometown favorite is Moses Malone. <laughs> That's He's a my pretty hero. good one. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do this one. All right, I'm going down to Ocean City, but we're going down on a houseboat. That's as far as I go with it. <laughs> we're we're going down on a houseboat. What's that? Sounds Canadian. I didn't know that was an accent. Oh, in what, Philly? Philly? Oh, yeah. 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 you got to go to Northeast or... Uh, or deep in the Delaware County, I yeah. think you, you get a really hard accent. It is, it's, but, but you know, when you grow up with it, you do not recognize it. Yeah. But now, wherever I go in the world and I hear it, I go, oh, you're, you're from there. Yeah. You know? Or it's just a choice. You just stop doing it. Yeah. You know? 
Once you move, you just you but can, what you happens can get when, rid of it. What happens when you go home? You start to do it again immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my kids are always like, "What are you? T- what are you and your dad talking about? It sounds crazy." <laughs> <laughs> go in the house. Yeah. Give me some water. <laughs> Everybody's just got that little That's annoying funny. thing. So you grew up in Chester, you said? Yeah, well, I was born in Chester, raised in Chichester. After it, you know. Turned, yeah, as they yeah. say down there, yeah. after we lost it. You got out. Yeah, look, you guys are so fucking bored right now. <laughs> no, I was just in Philly for the first time. I had a sandwich. I was just there for a day. It was well, great. Where, where'd you get it? Wawa? I went to Jim's. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. you, you're not a fan. No, you Am know I what? losing right. this contest no, all of a sudden? No, <laughs> go and enjoy it. Look, you've got as much as a chance. I mean, somebody's going to finish second, Tim. Somebody's <laughs> got to come in second. Um, where are you from? You're from? Uh, I grew up in uh, New Hampshire and then in middle of high school moved to Georgia and then went to University of Georgia. That's kind of a weird move. They're trying to stay at the, 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 the tower. Right? In Athens? Yeah, Athens, Georgia. Yeah, uh, you, Athens, Georgia's great. Yeah. Uh, New Hampshire was great. Yeah. Middle of high school moved to, like, you know, suburbs of Georgia, that was of Atlanta. It was, I hated that, especially in the middle of high school. I didn't like that at all. Yeah. It was a bad, bad move. But uh, then went to Athens for college, and Athens is like the coolest music town. It's great. You know, yeah. Played in bands, went to college, had a great time, and then after college, moved to New York to start doing comedy. The amount of bands that came out of Athens is pretty... Oh, man, you got... Yeah, yeah R.E.M., R.E.M. Uh, first. Pylon, B-52s, yeah. even like Neutromilk Hotel, a lot of like more metally bands lately and stuff. Yeah, a lot of great bands. I did not know Athens. that Neutromilk Hotel was from Athens. Yeah. Yeah. Now one of the the one of the girls from B fifty twos up in Woodstock owns this like little trailer park, but like you Is stay overnight the love there. Shack? Yeah, I think it might be, but it's like retro sh- trailers, mm-hmm. and it's you've got to do it some weekend. Well, you like what, stay you there. Yeah, you stay there and you stay in these weird trailers. Chris, come in and try to find it for me on the computer. Um, I'm guessing this this computer here. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely a fun weekend to get out of New York for. I think it's called. I'm going. If it's to think not of called it the now. Love Shack, they made a huge um, mistake. Kate Pearson is the one who owns it. It might be like Kate's. Meadow, like you're going away, Kit. Yeah, Kit. 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 trailer Kit. park. Well, not so a family, fast. but you know, <laughs> I know what you're doing. Yeah, yes, he does. That He's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that it? Yeah, it for that. <laughs> it's like NASA I like to find you. like. So look at these weird things that you can stay in. It looks nice. Is there but something also... to do in the town, or it's just no, to, no, like, no. You go up there and you kind of do acid, or you kind of just have a nice shack. It looks like a place that people get murdered. Yeah, it is called the Lazy Shack, but but it's set up for. Like I don't like MTV still stayed the same way oh, yeah, it was would, in the eighties. Yeah, that looks That's so cute. Great. Yeah. Yeah, it's like all like airstreams and I stuff. I would totally converted. do drugs there. Cool. That's what just got to look just like a, a mushroom camp. Yeah, there's one of those same kind of thing in Doug Stanhope's town too. Yeah, where I don't know why this is catching on, but just really weird trailer parks. Uh, Fez, give everybody their plugs. It's uh, New York's funniest competition happening Saturday at 4 p.m. at Caroline's on Broadway. Lisa Traeger's here, Adam Newman, and Tommy Pope. Also, you can see Lisa co-hosting How Many Questions live at you. Hall on Thursday, November 6th. That's a 10 o'clock show. Adam's going to be part of Sticker Treat at Littlefield in Brooklyn. That's tonight. He'll be performing as Ron White. Oh, you oh, gave it away! You God gave it damn away! It. <laughs> That's supposed to be a surprise! I said it's supposed to be a No! I'm not doing it anymore. I'm out! I'm not doing it 
competition either. I'm out of I quit comedy. No. It's not even worth doing any of this shit anymore. No. I'm out of here. Screw it. Uh, thanks for having me, though. It's really good to be here. Uh, I'll just, Is it really a surprise? I just it's thought it would be a. Be. I thought it would be a surprise. Mm. I know what other people are doing. Well, don't give it away. I mean, mm. part of the show is already the Ron White part of the show. You see, I didn't want to fuck with you, but I know Ron White's going to be there tonight. No, he's not. Yeah. No way. And he's going to come walk right. out. Well, he's going to come out and he's going to do me. Yes. Well, he's going to say, why would you, are you mocking me? Are no, you, no, this? I'm actually not. Like, I've done, I've done Trick or Treat four or five times mm-hmm. and all but one time I was doing like real tributes. So all comedians I really like a lot. Mm-hmm. I've done Dana Carvey. I've done St- uh, uh, Steve Martin. I've done... Uh, last year I did the Amazing Jonathan, or two years ago I did the Amazing Jonathan, which is uh, sad news with him. But he was that was one of my favorite ones to do. Mm-hmm. And then last year I did kind of a, uh, not uh, let's not use names if it's going to be a make fun of one. But uh, this. On and fast on raw dog. Raw dog. Ron is a Philly guy. Wakes up in the morning hoping Fez maybe really died. Hicks stays really high, Shelp has pretty eyes and lips like Lily Tide. Ron does the world's best interviews, Hicks drinks too much and will continue to. And Shelp has got DSLs, and you won't hear Fez until the live read interlude. If he talks, it's probably not new shit. Somebody's in the bathroom, he's probably not pooping. Hicks went to college, so he's probably not stupid. Shelby's got a bag land, he's probably got lupus. This is like a rap version of an unscreened phone Sick call. movie raps, bro. Yeah. Digging that run and fest show, Fez is all weird and sad. Digging that run and fest show, never no turning back. Never, never, no, never no turning back. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Fez. Announce who the winners is. Hicks can't do it because he can't pronounce Bennington. Bang then. Ronnie, what you give him so much shit for? Because he's a shitty mentor in the center. What the fucking fuck? Fez used to play a gay character. Now he's the oldest virgin in North America. He sits quiet as a cat bird. To get him talking, call to say the other F word. Fashion. And then it turns to the advice show. Blame it on his mom like the murder movie Psycho. And people start to add theories. He stands in the booth so he can fart and act clearly. Came out the closet, then he starts to act weirdly. Now he has a breakdown and a heart attack yearly. Digging that run and fest show. Shelby's got rotten glands. Digging that run and fest show. Never no turning back. Never, never, no, never no turning back. Yeah, shout out to Blowhard. Andy from Cleveland. Uh, John from wherever he's from, and shout out everybody. Janice, what up? Uh, Sarah McPants, what's up? Liz says fire. Trek of love, yeah. Everybody but Lady Trucker. Everybody but her. Continue to ban Lady Trucker forever, please. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Ron and Fans on Raw Dog. Comedy Hit. Mark Norman was just in here. He's doing so much this week. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it's a fun time in New York City because all the comics have come home to roost. And uh, we've had so many on today. But coming up, three more comedians 
That'll be part of New York Funniest. Now, uh, those comics are also up on the iBang. You can go read. We're doing stuff like just some quick questions with them. Who's up there right now? Right now, from yesterday, um, Emma Willman. I really like the Emma Willman a lot. She sent me an email today talking about Fez's gay shirt, and she's just obsessed with it. Yeah, she got locked into Fez uh, pretty, pretty quickly. And uh, when she freaked Fez out, that instead of... Like some people, Fez will start to yell out and and they'll feel bad about it. But she just got more interesting. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there's some people that if they see a blackhead, they just want to pick at it. Yeah. You know, if they find the weird. And you can see that she's obsessed with the weird. All right, give us one of the questions that comes up and see if we can answer it. Where does she go to write comedy? Oh, I don't care about that. Okay. Give me one that's interesting. All right, what was her? What, what's her ideal first date? Oh, I like that. I'm going to guess that her idea first date is the old Rainbow Room, dancing to big band music in the old Rainbow Room. Am I correct? Incorrect. What did she say? My ideal first date is going to a cafe and then going to the sex museum. Wow. Yeah. Very Why forward. did she say that? Because she wants to gauge what the person is like sexually. Wants to see how wants to see how open they are at, at one wow. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what you said. So then you're at the sex museum. You can gauge their comfort level, or you can gauge if they're going to be too much for you. Hmm. And she talks about uh, a girl she brought to the sex museum once before. Tell us all about it. Okay. I like to hear about two girls going out on a date. I remember going with this one girl. Literally, we're outside. It's four on a Sunday. She She shows up drinking wine. She's tipsy and high. She goes, I ain't fucking around. I want to go straight to the anal. Yeah. I am going to tell you something that I'm shocked about here. What's that? I didn't think two girls together would be interested in the anal. Looks like that's what this girl Emma was dating was all about. All about that anal, about that anal, about that, that anal. Ass, get that all ass, about get that, that anal. Get up in no it. No vagina. <laughs> and then they dated for two months. And then they broke up. She also told us about somebody that she was dating that had dated a very famous comedian also. But she said that off camera. So I want to have Emma back on again because I found her to be fascinating. Oh, she's great. And I like the fact that Fez was yelling at her first time, but she wasn't taking it personal. She just kept going. She thinks your shirt is fascinating, Fez. Yeah, that seems kind of weird to me. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's it's my gay shirt. It's my shirt that I wear every day, but it Am doesn't I seem not... like something that other people would be fascinated in. Oh, yeah, a man wearing the same shirt for every day for a year. I don't know why that would be fascinating to people. The only way you could get away from that, Fez, with, with that gimmick is if you were on Star Trek. And then people would go, okay, that's his Star Trek shirt. He is a Star Trekker. Or a Trekkie, if you'd rather. I wonder how long the cool fade is going to stay on you. The cool fade. Yeah, I get some. You got to bring some of guests on, Fez, eh? Fez seems like he's back lately, or am I crazy with that? He's stronger than he has been in a long time. Very, very strong. Now, we're bringing in three comedians. 
What are you going to do to weird them out? <laughs> you guys fucking make What them. odd thing are you going to do to make them... Like, did you see when Mark Norman was just locked in when you were off on the struggle? I always yeah. like to look back over to see... <laughs> if, you know, I'm what, sure there'll be a struggle. What's the discomfort you're going to bring to these three young comedians? They're all going for New York's Funniest. I'm a judge, a judge who now... As it gets closer, wants to back out of it. You got ju- you have to judge these kids. I don't like to judge, though. You know what I mean? Go down. I guess I'll be the hanging judge. You know that if somebody has a bad set, they hang. Right. It should be uh, weird, though. But f- let's uh, bring them in without him because I can't wait all day. Who do we got coming in? Lisa Triger and yeah. uh, Tommy Pope. I'm going to go greet them right Pope now. Pope and Triger. All right, Fez, we got to get your game face on. Okay. What are you going to say to these youngsters to get them nuts? Um, I'm not sure what to say. I mean, my scalp would bleed in front of them if I started picking at it. It's pretty raw right now. Is that something you'd like to do? Um, well, I'm always digging at my head anyway, so yeah, it would actually be comfortable to pick at it in front of them, and I'm sure I can get some blood flowing. Never bring up that the blood is flowing, though. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And if someone says it to you, do not wipe it away. Just right. look up at that. I'm just letting you know, it'll be over here, and it'll run down my right temple. Let's get it started, then. Okay. Why are you digging at your head so much? It's just uh, like a weird nervous thing where it's usually I don't even know that I've gone too far until I feel the blood flowing. But are you itching? Yeah. Yeah, it itches constantly. Mm. Yeah, nothing. Not getting it going. I think there's another one. I got. Isn't a it weird spots. that every time that you want to be weird, you can't be? I know it's ridiculous. Ridiculous is what we should say, because that's what the kids love to say. The dunks. All right, you got all their plugs for them as well. Uh huh. Yep. It's uh from New York's funniest. Well, they're that- not here yet. Okay. Oh, this is a young lady that was born in the Ukraine. Hey, can I have one of your DMCs? Yes. I believe that uh, that this is one of the craziest weeks we've had in quite some time with people that are going on. And then I feel like, oh, well, there's too much to our schedule. And then you talk like Mark Norman. His schedule makes us look like, you know, I, mean, I was going to say something gay. I know I shouldn't. Thank but you. But you know where I'm going with it, right? I'm pretty aware. Yeah, there's nothing happening with your scalp, just so Not you know. There. You, you you brought up something that you weren't able to pull off. Again. Damn it. Jim Murphy has written to me. Um, <laughs> that's very funny. He says, Mr. Benton, Jim Limousine sent a car for you. Didn't you recognize your name? A Chris Stanley ordered the car. Uh, let's bring him in. Fez, who do we got? We have coming into the studio Lisa Traeger. Adam Newman and Tommy Pope. All three here? All three. 
The Ron and Fez Show welcomes the participating members of the 2014 New York Comedy Festival. In studio with us, three of the challengers from Sunday's New York Funniest Competition happening in the Caroline's Comedy Club on Broadway at 4 p.m. We have Lisa Traeger. Hi. Adam Newman. Hi. And Tommy Pope. Is it Sunday? I thought it was Saturday. It is Saturday. Oh, sorry. All right. Fez made a mistake. That's cool. It's okay. Do not Sorry. worry. Do not show up on Sunday. I yeah. you were going to mess me up. It's my fault. All right. They, this is what they do in contests so somebody could win. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's apparently the three of us are not the favorites if you're trying to get us to go on the wrong day. Do you know who you feel like is the favorite in this contest? Uh, I mean, I clear. I very want to. I want to win. You want to win? <laughs> yeah, I'm not competitive at all. Like I was on the swim team and I never won. But like, I'm very. I just really want to win. So you're competitive <laughs> as long as it's not swimming. Um, no, I'm usually not even competitive about anything else. But for some reason, I've just been really amped up and like want to win. What yeah. about you guys? You I don't feel like you guys are my enemies. No, I, don't, like, I, I, just, I definitely want. To I kind of want her to win too. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm totally, Lisa, I'd be totally happy if she won. <laughs> well, it's six hundred thousand dollars on really? the line. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a yeah. lot of like, money. It was like three hundred last year. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to amp it up because yeah. you know it's all Republican Senate now. You guys want to make a deal if any of the three of us win? We split the money. Um, I'll take someone out for like oysters. All right, deal. Uh, you know what I like? Wow. You guys are forming an alliance, just yeah. making a reality <laughs> show. Alliance tonight. Today. Yeah, yeah. You just need to have one enemy on the show, and then you get competitive. Well, I don't think we know like who's a, on the show. Do you guys? Yeah, we do. Yeah, there's a. But I'm not going to talk about my enemy. They released it. I think yes. it's like eleven. There's eleven or twelve yeah. comics, right? It's that prick Joe List. Yeah. Oh, I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, nobody He's likes him. He's one of the favorites. Is he? He's yeah. got to be he a had favorite. He great set list. I was Even in the contest last year. Even with his past. <laughs> What's his past? He ran over a, a child. He ran over a baby in a car. <laughs> to win a comedy contest? Yes, yeah. <laughs> because there was one funny baby. It was a really funny baby. This baby's going to be a future headliner. we got to take him out uh, now. So, yeah, Joe, let's do us, Fez. You normally keep an eye on this. Mateo Lane Mateo, is part of it? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, he, he, came, I gotta tell you, he came in this, this week and he was hysterical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did great. he sing? He usually doesn't sing, yeah. but maybe he treated you a little. Yeah, he did. He sang. <laughs> <laughs> and then he painted stuff because you know I'm going to be a judge. I'm I I don't know how many judges there are, but I'm one of them. Well, right. if he gets, I feel like we should have gotten a warning that there was bribes at play. Did he yeah. draw you got you a, a painting? Picture? Well, yeah, he gave me a painting. I would have brought oh, like Jesus. some candy. I would have brought something. Okay, so that I like the idea that that you're willing to kind of buy your way in. Yeah, because that's to me what makes it better and more honest. That it's not based on comedy, but <laughs> prizes and stuff like that. It's like that. Guy guy bombed. How did he win? And you're just walking out with a sweet new scarf or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm just looking at my watch, feeling good about myself, yeah. because things make you feel good. Yeah, the yeah. best. And how much time do you guys know that you're doing? I bet eight. I six yeah. to eight. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah six to eight. Probably. Now, one of the things is this is going to get replayed on Raw Dog here, and then I think... They do something where the winner gets their own hour that they can do whatever they want with right. or something crazy mm-hmm. like oh, cool. that. So really, this is the start of finally 
dragging Louis C.K. off the top of that mountain <laughs> that he's been there for too long. You know, David Tell gets pushed aside. No time for Chris Rock. And one of you guys finally becomes the new wave. That's cool. Oh. And then next year, like they'll all be in the competition. It'll be right. They'll be battling their way back. Yeah. How funny would that back. be if it was just like nine of us and then a tell shows up? He wins. Yeah, that'd be great. Form an alliance. That's the way to. to there was a thing I went to recently. It, it was a contest, but it was turtle races, and yeah. that was very fun to me. That was turtle my, races. Yeah, it's these turtles, and they're in a bucket, and then they lift the bucket, and they all have numbers, and then they like scatter. Was this in Chinatown? <laughs> no, because that's where there's always turtles and buckets down there. Oh, but that's probably for eating, right? <laughs> yeah, I think Not it's for food. Fun races. Yeah, yeah. I think it's food. What does a winning turtle get? Um, the, if you bet on the turtle, you get a pitcher of beer. Ah, if your turtle wins. Is this a bar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is it? Um, I don't want to talk about it now because it's in Chicago. Oh, <laughs> I'm is that where you're from? I'm from Skokie, but that's oh. where I did stand up for. I just moved here in May to New York. Yeah. So. You missing Skokie, though? Um, no, I mean, no. no. I lived with my parents, so I don't yeah. miss it at all. I'm having fun here. I miss, like, a few food spots. You know, like I miss the Pita Inn, you know, right? Stuff like that. Well, Chicago is a good town, it's a great town, great town, but for some I miss reason, the fresh air, <laughs> yeah, you that. like it there. Well, it's very weird that when you're there in the summer, there's a beach, you feel like you're somewhere else other than Chicago. When you're not from Chicago, you don't expect to see people. Lying next to a to a beach, it just seems crazy yeah. to me. And then there's also like a bike path, and you get to like run off into the thing into really? the lake. And I like that. Instead yeah. of sand, you just jump off like a little cliff, and you pretend you're in a movie. Like I enjoyed that. What movie did you pretend you're in? Um, well, no, I pretend I was in Baywatch, like saving life. <laughs> really, because Baywatch has a lot of sand. Did you notice that? I know, but sometimes off the pier, don't you remember? Like they mm-hmm. jump with their arms in the yeah. air, yeah, yeah. someone sometimes, you know. Yeah. That's how I learned to speak English. I moved to America Baywatch? and watched Baywatch. And Holy jeez, what did you speak before English? Sorry, I'm doing the interview now. No, is that I right? Right? You know what? Because I need a little time for myself. Yeah. This is good. Russia from the Soviet Union. Oh, cool. No. Then I, got to... I thought they were our enemies. Yeah. Well, I'm a Jew, so that, like, they did, uh, were an enemy to everybody. Yeah, you are. So they let us out. Well, that's because, that, you know why? No. Every time, no matter what country you go to, you guys are just talking to each other. And it was like, why, do they, why can't they mingle more? Why are they always hanging around together? Because uh, everyone else thinks we're annoying. But here's the thing. Accept Jesus, and then we move on. <laughs> he's nice. He's his son. He's thin. He's happy. Just accept him right now. And he likes walking on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> and he was a Jew. He was a, mm-hmm. he was, yeah. he was a beach walker. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is this a religious program? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's basically called Jesus Today. We just bring people in off the street and try to get them to accept. Jesus today. Where are you guys from? I'm from Philadelphia. Still an Eagles fan? Uh, always. Yeah, yeah. regardless. No, we got Sanchez. And the thing is, I suddenly, oddly believe in him. Out of Wait, nowhere. you said we? Yes. You're an Eagle fan. Fly, Eagles, fly, <laughs> on the road to victory. You got an you accent? Know, Are you from Philly? Well, I'm from outside of Philly. I'm from Delaware County. So am I. Where from? Drexel Hill. Well, I was born in Chester. This is going to end with you hey going, guys, yeah, this is time. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I, it looks like I got a new favorite. For yeah. this contest, oh, boy. this is my yeah. painting. I'm yeah. giving you my soul right, right. now. Right, we're gonna go get hoagies and drink yeah, coke. Totally, and everybody, yeah, totally. And we're Some, I was talking to Dan, Dan Soder, and he was. Uh, we were trying to come up with the the most Philadelphia sentence, and I think yeah. it was. 
My hometown favorite is Moses Malone. <laughs> He's That's a my pretty hero. good one. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do this one. All right, I'm going down Ocean City, but we're going down on a houseboat. That's as far as I go with it. <laughs> we're we're going down on a houseboat. That sounds that? Canadian. I didn't know that was an accent. Oh, in what, Philly? Philly? Oh, yeah. 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 you got to go to Northeast or... Uh, or deep in the Delaware County, I yeah. think you, you get a really hard accent. It is, it's, but, but you know, when you grow up with it, you do not recognize it. Yeah. But now, wherever I go in the world and I hear it, I go, oh, you're you're from there. Yeah. You know, or it's just a choice. You just stop doing it. Yeah. You know? Once you move, you just. You but can, what you happens? Can get when, rid of it. What happens when you go home? You start to do it again immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my kids are always like, "What are you? T- what are you and your dad talking about? It sounds crazy." <laughs> <at that>. <laughs> <laughs> go in the hand. Yeah. Give me some water. <laughs> Everybody's just got that little That's annoying funny. thing. So you grew up in Chester, you said? Well, I was born in Chester, raised in Chichester after it, you know, turned, yeah, as they yeah. say down there, yeah. uh, after we lost it. <laughs> you got out. Yeah, look, you guys are so fucking bored right now. <laughs> no, I was just in Philly for the first time. I had a sandwich. I was there for a day. It was well, great. Where, where'd you get? Well, what? I went to Jim's. Oh, okay. Well, no. Are you, you're not a fan? No, you Am know I losing this contest no, all of a sudden? No, go and enjoy. Look, you've got as much as a chance. I mean, somebody's going to finish second, Tim. Somebody's <laughs> got to come in second. Um, where are you from? You're from? Uh, I grew up in uh, New Hampshire and then in middle of high school moved to Georgia and then went to University of Georgia. That's kind of a weird move. They're trying to stay at the, 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 the tower. The Right? In Athens? Yeah, Athens, Georgia. Yeah, uh, you, Athens, Georgia's great. Yeah. Uh, New Hampshire was great. Yeah. Middle of high school moved to, like, you know, suburbs of Georgia. That was uh, of Atlanta. It was, I hated that, especially in the middle of high school. I didn't like that at all. Yeah. It was a bad, bad move. But uh, then went to Athens for college, and Athens is like the coolest music town. It's great. You know, played yeah. in bands, went to college, had a great time, and then after college, moved to New York to start doing comedy. The amount of bands that came out of Athens is pretty... Oh, man, you got... Yeah, R.E.M., R.E.M. Uh, first. Pylon, the yeah. B-52s, even like Nutramilk Hotel, a lot of like more medley bands lately and stuff. Yeah, a lot of great bands. I did not know that Nutramilk Hotel was from Athens. Yeah. Yeah. Now one of the the one of the girls from the B fifty twos up in Woodstock owns this like little trailer park, but like you Is stay it overnight the love there. Shack? Yeah, I think it might be, but it's like retro sh- trailers, mm-hmm. and it's you've got to do it some weekend. Well, you like what, stay you there? Yeah, you stay there and you stay in these weird trailers. Chris, come in and try to find it for me on the computer. Um, I'm guessing this this computer here. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely a fun weekend to get out of New York for. I think it's called. I'm going if to. It's not called it the Love Shack. They made a huge um, mistake. Kate Pearson is the one who owns it. It might be like Kate's. Meadow, like you're going you get, yeah, get you some trailer park. Well, not so a family, fast. but you know, <laughs> I know what you're doing. Yeah, yes, he does. That He's incredible. <laughs> that it? I'm yes. for that. <laughs> it's like NASA like, to find like. So look at out. these weird things that you can stay in. It looks nice. Is there it something also... to do in the town, or it's just no, to, no, like, no. You go up out. there and you kind of do acid, or you kind of just have a nice shack. It looks like a place that people get murdered. Yeah, it is called a lazy shack, but but it's set up for like I don't like MTV still stayed the same way oh, yeah, it was would, in the 80s yeah that looks oh, so cute great. yeah yeah it's like all like airstreams and I stuff I would totally converted. do drugs there cool. that's what just got it looks just like a, a mushroom camp yeah there's one of those same kind of thing in Doug Stanhope's town too yeah where I don't know why this is catching on but just really weird trailer parks uh, Fez give everybody their plugs 
It's uh, New York's Funniest Competition happening Saturday at 4 p.m. at Caroline's on Broadway. Lisa Traeger's here, Adam Newman, and Tommy Pope. Also, you can see Lisa co-hosting How Many Questions Live at Union Hall on Thursday, November 6th. That's a 10 o'clock show. Adam's going to be part of Sticker Treat at Littlefield in Brooklyn. That's tonight. He'll be performing as Ron White. Oh, you oh, gave it away. You gave it away. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm out. I'm not doing the competition either. I'm out of this. I quit comedy. No. not even worth doing any of this shit anymore. I'm out of here. Uh, thanks for having me, though. It's really good to be here. Uh, I'll just, Is it really a surprise? I just it's thought it would be a. Be. I thought it would be a surprise. Mm. Uh, I know what other people are doing. Well, don't give it away. I mean, mm. part of the show is already the Ron White part of the show. You see, I didn't want to fuck with you, but I know Ron White's going to be there tonight. No, he's not. Yeah. No way. And he's going to come walking right. out. Well, he's going to come out. He's going to do me. Yes. Well, he's going to say, why would you? Are you mocking me? Are no, no just... I'm actually not. Like, I've done I've done Shick or Treat four or five times. Mm-hmm. And all but one time, I was doing like real tributes. All comedians I really like a lot. Mm-hmm. I've done Dana Carvey. I've done uh, uh, Steve Martin. I've done... Uh, last year I did the Amazing Jonathan, or two years ago I did the Amazing Jonathan, which is uh, sad news with him. But he was that was one of my favorite ones to do. Mm-hmm. And then last year I did kind of a, uh, not, let's not use names if it's going to be a make fun of one. But uh, this year, no, I love Ron White. I think Ron White's great. Name on yeah, you have to okay, tell us. Yeah. All right, it was Robbie. Rob Schneider. But uh, oh, his old stand-up, I did the dude bit. Yeah. Remember that bit? Different yeah, way sure. to say dude. But was everybody going crazy while you did it? Or No, that was the only one that didn't go well. People, uh, I think people like it better when you do like a good tribute to somebody. And uh, Ron White, I really, I really like a lot. I got to do you have a wig? No, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I had the rest of the day to go figure that out. I might have to go buy a wig. Are you going to smoke a cigar? I'm a, yeah, I'm going to have a scotch and a cigar. Because he's the only guy who gets away with smoking cigars. I got cigars. to smoke a cigar with him in Montreal this year. That's fantastic. I was about to say, I saw him at all the parties in Montreal, he was, just like he hammered was awesome. with a cigar. Yeah, he was yeah. the nicest guy in the world. With and, like uh, his shirt unbuttoned a little. Yeah, no, <laughs> and he'd be telling people, it's like, I'm not, not drunk right now. And he, and he, he had, I'm a cigar guy too. Yeah. I know, which one of you guys is the cigar guy? Cigar. You smoke, yeah, I got into cigars in the last couple of years, so uh, I don't know. We, we just ended up talking at an after party and we're smoking a cigar together. And then when the sugar treat email came around, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do Ron White. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, I opened for him years and years ago. I met when I met him in Montreal. I told him uh, to meet him. I was like, I don't know if you remember this. Years and years ago, when I was first starting, I opened for you at this uh, private club in Atlanta. And he goes, I think you've been telling people that so long, you actually believe it. <laughs> <laughs> As if like shake the hand and shook the world. Yeah, like yeah, yeah it's a big thrill for you. Um, and Fez, what else you got? And Tommy Pope is going to be co-hosting Dear Prom. That's Friday, November 7th at 8 o'clock at the Pit in New York City. That's what I know. Awesome. What's that about? It's just a name uh, sketch name that me and my buddy have. and we It's a stand-up show, but we also have live sketch and video sketch that we show. It's a variety, in, in a way. Did you guys do Philly stuff before? Yeah. Here was idea. a club that we, uh, that we grew up in, we used to do, and we were a sketch group called Bird Text that had a lot of... And you did, what was it, one of the Phillies coming back? Oh, yeah, Pat Burrell. Yeah, I remember that bit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was you. Yeah, that was, that was a great bit. Thanks, man. It was me and my, my two friends, uh, John McKeever, Luke Cunningham. He came back and everybody was pregnant from him and all yeah, kinds. So yeah, so he was like a sexual predator for, yeah. for his entire career. So we just made a joke on uh, on him coming back to Philly to retire his number. Pat the Bat, to hide all beloved, your beloved. Yeah. Fez, are you thinking a lot over there today? <laughs> 
No, not nearly enough. <laughs> not nearly as much as I should well, do. Well, turn sideways. I want to just say, because it looks oh like... Oh, my he, God. What like, are you oh, doing? What happened? I can't see anything. Yeah. Well, There's stand a ton up. of blood. What's the matter? There's Is there a blood? drip of blood. Where? Oh, that's... um. Is that yeah, fake for Halloween? No. Like, are you playing games? <laughs> this is a joke, right? No. no, that's a OCD problem that I have, and I don't realize when it goes too far. What is, oh, what is it? I... You're kidding, right? No. He's just got blood coming down his yeah. face. Yeah. When I start yeah. to get nervous, I... If it starts pick, coming out, the, out of his like, nose and ears and stuff, we're going to get out of here. This is an Ebola shit happening right now, yeah. I am a little nauseous. Do you remember that idiot? Oh, we're just gonna move on. He's bleeding. It's typical in Russia. Racing for his life. You're not done with the turtle race right now. No, I mean there's a napkin. Pat it. You want to? You think Pat is the right thing to do? What if we found out that napkins was the cure for Ebola? I wanted to just someone describe what's going on. There's a whole trip of blood. Are we gonna keep describing it? Is somebody gonna? What the guy that came in with the computer? Are you gonna? Yeah. Can you look something up? Well, what are you? I get when I but haven't it's not hurting. I well, I mean, it hurts, but I don't realize when it's gushing. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not really gushing. It's you just a nice. That. It's a steady drip. drip. Yeah, it's a slow. That's a steady drip. It's like that lava in Hawaii right now. Yeah, that you know, I just have to get out of the way. This of is it. something that happens quite a bit with you. Yeah, I don't. I get nervous and I start picking at my head and my scalp, and I don't realize. All right, lean forward so when I can see you your go scalp. To therapy. See? All right, there's another. There's another one. Yeah, there's oh Jesus Christ. Oh, right there. Yeah. Oh, I got it on my fingers. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's, but it's running down. Since he touches yeah. the computer? Yeah. No. No, you're fine. No, I just covered buttons. in blood. I feel like you should be in a bee suit right now. Yeah. Do you try to deal or a with tape that? tape outline around me. Well, what do you... What? Are you in therapy or no? No, not currently. You quit your therapy, right? Yeah. Why? For you. Because I was going there and leaving with my scalp bleeding. It wasn't <laughs> helping. It wasn't helping the bleeding well, what scalp. What happened to you? Were you molested as a kid? I mean, what's the big, what's the big problem? No, it's just a generalized anxiety disorder and depression and... And what are you depressed about? OCD. Well, is it like my a form OCDs. of cutting? Is that what it is? Yeah, it does seem like that, right? Are you? It's like cutting. Like you need to hurt yourself to feel. Do you rip what? your hair out too? Or do just you want to talk about this or not? Yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry. There's so many questions. <laughs> what do your nipples look like? I mean, are they okay right now? Uh, do you rip your hair out too? No, well, just when you know, if I if it happens to come out, you know, when I'm. Okay. Not, you know, I okay. don't pull on it. Look over and see it. Yeah. It really, can you see it, Tommy? Yeah, I see it. Yeah. I see it when you turn. It's, it's. I can't believe you say you don't feel that. It's a good six, seven inches coming down your head. Yeah. I'll say this. I'll, I, I didn't feel it running down the side of my head. I'll give my vote to whoever licks it. That's what oh. I'm saying right now. <laughs> wow. If you lick oh it. With that grand prize money on the yeah, line. $600,000. <laughs> Anybody who licks the... It's starting to dry, so that makes it okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. that, well, that means it's at least stopped. So why, Maybe. Do you, why do you pick your scalp? It's just a thing where I don't even realize I've started scratching, and yeah. then next thing you know, I've opened part of the scalp up. And We're going to have to give you those big mittens. Like, like, like you got to wear, wear oven mittens. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sharp nails. Aw, oh, baby mittens no. are cute. They are so adorable. Ooh. Now I can do this with my uh, fingertips. You know what? Turn sideways again. What? There's a whole new stream coming There's down. Another, oh, over the drying stream. It's another <laughs> rock. Are going to think this is real? This is real. Why would someone fake a scalp it's injury? To get all of this reaction out of us? Yes. Yeah, no. So, man, this bit is weird where they're pretending that Fez is bleeding. It's like, this is, this is I've one kinda, of the I, weirdest things I've ever seen. And they're so calm about it. Adam, yeah. I've kind of gotten numb to the pain. but I mean, sure. Yeah, like yeah. when I go in the shower. 
shower and start to shampoo, then it stings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm that, sure your drain just problem. looks like yeah. psycho. <laughs> yeah. Just blood rolling down uh, your shower. I'm afraid to see your pillows. Do you share those headphones with anyone? Because they're starting to fill up with blood. <laughs> These are company headphones. Oh, God. <laughs> Just oh, go show God. to show. Yeah. And... I would never put on headphones here. These headphones, like putting well, on. Yeah, these... I was. I, is... I started to grab them, and then no one else did. No, it's like the thing we walked in. Uh, the, he said, uh, "Yeah, you guys don't need to use headphones." Yeah, because uh, it's like putting on that... someone's old condom. I mean, mm. it's at a certain point, it's disgusting. You don't keep old condoms. <laughs> no, just for I give them to the homeless. Say <laughs> here, nice. you don't, you don't yeah. re- clean and reuse condoms. I also, I'm on, now I'm starting to think there's a third stream. Oh my really? god, I can't I handle the third stream right now. It may be diverted by my hair. You don't want to see it anymore. See it anymore. Now he's gonna feel. Like he's you know not a regular person. If I had an eyelash on my cheek, it would bug me out. Yeah, I could feel that. He's got a he's got a pint of blood rolling down his mouth. I'm sure there's a TV show that'll help you. Why? It's hard to make eye contact with somebody while blood is rolling down their face. Scalp hunters? Yes. Why don't you do the Tonight Show and just go out there and start bleeding? That's a fun bit. I didn't see you. That is the funniest bit. If you go out to start doing stand up and you have blood rolling down your head and by the end of it you pass out and then Jimmy Fallon comes out and been like, all right, the band plays you off. He wakes you, you up and then you yeah. play beer pong. Stretcher. <laughs> um, but I didn't even see you scratching. No, I don't even realize that I'm just, you know, it'll be like I could be just sitting at the computer at home. And next thing you know, oh shit! There, you know, I'm Lady Macbeth. I can't oh, get the blood off the my was, hand. He read the promos, and then all of a sudden it started That's dripping. I, I thought maybe it had something to do with it. Scanners? Uh, yeah, I felt like you were like there was some kind of pressure that you were getting from all this. Um... Here is uh, the most fascinating thing is he has not wiped it off his yeah, head yet. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know where it's at. <laughs> yeah, it's all I'm, over. It's all over right now. James in North Carolina, I you're on the makeup wipes. Is that a good thing or a bad oh, thing? Maybe you want it. Mm. No? Okay. Um, James, go ahead, buddy. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, you got to come clean. The young lady asked about how, your, how sharp your nails are. Tell her about your collection at the house. Why are you Play trying to make the new feet. friends not like me? <laughs> no, only you. I just want them to appreciate you for you. I have a nail collection. Were <laughs> 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 your fingernails, or these are like your nails or nails? other people's? My own. Okay, <laughs> his victims. <laughs> they always take something from the victims. Oh my God, you're looking it up. Yeah, come on. That's but, our computer expert. Oh my God, oh, oh, Lisa, come back. I'm not leaving. Oh my god, it looks like Parmesan cheese. <laughs> it really does. Wait, you you keep a bag of your toenails? Yeah. What? Why? Why don't you throw them away though? I don't. I mean, I just can't make myself do it. Can you take oh, it off the screen? It's disgusting, you're right. Yeah, I really don't like to. But that's but. making him feel like he's not accepted. You know, I mean, he has to like know a little bit. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> right, he took it off. No, he, no, he made it larger. He did. <laughs> Go and look. He made it larger. Right, it's kind of disgusting, though. How many years is that, Fez? That's probably right there. That's probably like a couple years worth. So you have multiple bags, you think? Yeah, I keep one at the office, and oh, I keep geez. you know. Where do you keep all your dead bodies? I don't think he has It's the only me. I'm only making myself bleed and keeping my own nails. I'm not involving other people in this. What's the big plan? I'm being involved. Like one day, <laughs> when you, one day when you have enough. enough. I don't think it'll ever be enough. I, I'm surprised that you would think that people who do this have a plan. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like a weird kind of hoarding is what it is. Yeah, it's not, it is yeah. hoarding. It is hoarding. 
What else because it serves no purpose unless you do have a purpose for it that you're not here's, sharing. Uh, no. Here's what they say about people that, because there are people who collect their old hair and stuff, that they're afraid to throw away them. They're afraid. Mm. This is the kind of people that keep their piss and shit under a bed. Yeah, under the bed. Because they think that that's them. And I don't, that's me. And I don't want to flush it away. And then later they'll kill a kid. You're you know, so insightful, yeah. Well, you know, no, there, there's sense, enough of these, you know, yeah. <laughs> shows out there. I just, people like, I get uh, That's why he doesn't wipe the blood away. He wants to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There. It'll I get back shamed in. for buying, like, Simpsons action figures. Like, that's what I do. And now right. I'm just like, I'm going to buy as many as I want. You have to do whatever you yeah. want yeah. now because you know, just you. Keep yeah. toenails. I'm going to keep buying dolls. You're not hurting anyone. Just, yeah. Well, you are, though. That's the weird thing. You're hurting yourself. I got one that's similar, okay? And this one, this one's embarrassing for me to even say, but this is true and you wouldn't think from looking at me from age 15 to 20 I had dreadlocks right like yeah. it was horrible I'm sorry I was the white dude with dreads in a college town it's embarrassing but uh, I cut them off after five years and for like years I kept them in a freezer bag in my closet because I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't get rid of them and I uh, found them years later and threw them away but I still got I still got one I still right. got one sitting in a little box in my, my parents house and it's weird and they're going to find it one day and it's going to be weird it's got a little bead on it it's, how long is it it's about I don't know a foot long I had, I had five years of dreadlocks yeah, they were shoulder length dreadlocks you know keep them as uh, like a bookmarker. Sure. Mommy, what do you there? keep? I don't. I, don't ha- I, I wish I had something to throw in this in this right. sicko bucket of yours. I've always <laughs> thought too. I've always thought it would be fun on stage one day to be like to end a show or end a special or something by being like a head dreadlocks and I cut them off after five years and here they are and then I'd throw them into the crowd. And <laughs> right. land it, was on crazy. <laughs> it was like ah, <laughs> the most horrifying thing. <clears throat> That would be amazing. Anyway, maybe yeah. you should bring these fingernails. That's how you can get rid of the fingernails. Bring them to the contest, and the winner gets showered with like a t-shirt gun confetti of, of your Just, old toenails. Would that be painful to you to have them disappear? Yeah. What would happen is the show would end, yeah. the winner would be crowned, everyone would leave, and I'd be on my hands oh, and knees on Caroline's no. stage trying to find them again. Oh, man, that's great. Uh, trying keep, to recollect do you, them. Do you have a specific spot that you keep them at home? Um, they're in a desk drawer. You call they're them the nail drawer? The nail drawer, yeah. <laughs> I think they're impressively, like, white, you know, a little, a tint of, a hint of yellow, but that, mm-hmm. everybody's got that, but... It looks like a Caesar salad shaving. Yeah, it really does. It looks it's like Parmesan cheese. I think yeah, you were right on I'll with that, yeah. How if you put that clip? on a Caesar salad, I would take a I bite. I know. Yeah. <laughs> How often do you clip the nails? Um, it usually takes... Two or three weeks till they get a decent length yeah. to where they <laughs> feel collectible. All right, so you know you're setting out. Do oh, you yeah. Ever, oh, so you wouldn't go get a pedicure? No. No. No, because that would ruin those Everything. nails. You'd be feel like somebody was molesting your babies. Right, yeah. Even yeah. if they gave them that to That would you? be like an abortion. When you shave or get a haircut, is there a problem letting the hair go? No, I don't have anything with hair. It's just mm. nails and, well, and you know, scalp problems. Mm. You keep your little scalp flakes? <laughs> Please don't answer that. I just can't have you answer that. Uh, the judge says uh, we can't uh, oh. move into that. <laughs> Sustained. Yeah. You wow. Oh, that would be fun. Right, this has got to go. Yeah. 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 That was interesting. That was interesting. And you Get ruined Caesar salad Were you and the same? Parmesan. Was that picture from today? Okay, I'm glad well, that you noticed like that. It. Yeah. Oh, he... I've already complained to them, but can yeah. I just tell you what happened to me this week? Yeah. We found our building super on a ladder peering into our bedroom open window, whistling. Here's what you got to do. do. Going to the police, right? Well, you don't, before you go to the police, next time he does it, just start masturbating. I'm, we're moving out. <laughs> Why? 
because he has a key to our apartment. Yeah, but this is like the beginning of every forum article that you can have. I mean, this is a lot of people look forward to this. You could to just having someone in watch your bedroom them. window. Yeah, having them watch it. I like the roommate. idea of like the buildings across watching mm-hmm. things, but I don't like the idea of this like mustached man. What was he whistling? Hey, no uh, offense. No offense. <laughs> you have an amazing mustache. Um, wait, what, what was he whistling? I yeah. thought it was a bird. My friends were over and they're like, "What is?" It? I'm like, "Oh yeah, we've had a bird here." And they're like, "That is not a bird." <laughs> and they went to the window <laughs> and opened it. And they're like, "There's a man here." That because when you said you told me earlier whistling. I was like, oh, is he, yeah, was he like casually whistling, like, you know, like, do, 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 kind of whistling, or whistling like he's trying to just make it seem like there's a bird out here, nothing suspicious for you to see. Oh, that's very good. That's that nice. is amazing. He did not Thank sound you. that, that is good. Nice. And now I feel dumb for thinking he was a bird. I'm a bird. I'm a bird. That's what he was saying. He was saying it out loud. Nothing but a bird out here. What part of town do you live in? Hell's Kitchen. All right. That's expected then. Is it? Yeah. Is it creepy there? Well, Hell's Kitchen used to be one of the roughest parts of New York yeah. until like 20-some years ago. There used to be a, a gang, an Irish gang called the Westies that would live there. And when they would kill someone, they would just leave the head out on the street to kind of let everybody else in the in the neighborhood know don't fuck up again, you know? And that was 20 years ago, heads on the street. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago, and everybody used to be like, no, don't walk through there, that's Hell's Kitchen. And now for some reason, you know... Gay restaurants. Yeah, it's very gay now. And nice new restaurants. Yeah. But it used to be... Chris, in your, uh, when you were a teenager, I guess, is what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah, it was weird over there. Yeah. It was but o- wasn't it weird at, like, Times Square and everywhere? Um, but the, it was, you didn't expect it up there, and even Times Square was fine. But Compared to the violence that would take place. Oh, yeah. You, What's that Sean Penn movie that was done there? Mystic River? No, no. no that's a nice one. <laughs> Fast Times at uh, Ridgemont High? <laughs> oh, with the boys throwing the hot dog cart down? The, oh, no, uh, but I do love that No, one, that was so. Sleepers. That was in Hell's Kitchen. Sleepers, that was yeah. Sleepers, yeah. Powder. I think you're talking about Powder. Yeah, it was Powder. Yeah. Where everybody <laughs> loved him, but he, was, he didn't have any hair. I, 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 I've managed to get a Powder reference on every radio <laughs> show and podcast I've ever been on yeah. for the last six years. I'm Are you into albinos? One What's that? Are you into albinos? Am I into albinos? Yeah. Would you make out with one? Like a girl one? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, she's got to be Did a pretty albino. No, I can't look at an albino. Yeah. I, would, I would switch trains. That's like plenty. Is it racist or is it? I don't know what exactly it is. If the eyes are like really albino, I have to leave. But if it's just like regular eyes, I could stay. Here's regular eyes. When I was a kid, I was down in Mississippi, and we're on this dirt road, and it was just the sun had just sounds like the beginning of a very racist story. And we were driving around, and this kid runs in front of the car, and my uncle had to stop. And these eyes just turned yellow because it was hitting them. And it was this black albino kid. Ah. And I have never forgot that image for the rest of my life. <laughs> because when you're a little kid, it's just like, what is it? It just seemed like he was an alien. But because I've never seen, A, an albino, and then B, a black albino. There's a really funny uh, black albino comedian, Victor Varnado. Yeah, he's, he's great. That's the same insanely guy. nice guy. It's the <laughs> same no, he's guy. Not. He's grown up. Why was he? running in the middle of the street was uh, he trying to cause trouble i don't know no he was just running he ran out in front of the car and we oh, had to God. like lock the car up uh, <laughs> oh no he is but no you and you came up with a piece here about the 
because you said, did that take place today? I'm going to give you another weird Fez thing. Oh, yeah, I mean, because he's wearing the same same clothes and everything, yeah. Fez has worn the same shirt uh, every day for a year. He doesn't take that shirt that, This guy's the best. Do you, wash it? do you have a bunch of the same one, or is it just one? No, there's just one. I mean, uh, how- do you wash it ever? Yeah, it gets washed. Oh, great. Not an animal. I'm okay with that. You're coming off like an animal. I really <laughs> yeah. an animal. I like I think totally because we're it, expecting yeah. the worst out From of you world. at all yeah. events. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you wash it probably more than I wash my clothes. Now, did you see I've that been wearing these jeans for me, uh, a solid few weeks. And no, you have the nails here. That's what he wrote to me. We oh, no, we can't do that. Oh, come on. Why are you doing that? Why do you guys have the nails upstairs? There's got to be a vote if they want the nails in here or not. This is my office collection. That's a different from your home collection. I have well, I just stuff that you've done at work. Yeah, I just haven't taken these home to add to the the main collection. Like none of us want it, but clearly the show's more interesting if we bring them in. Yeah, right. Like everybody wants it. I guess I want. I want to shake it in the microphone and see what it sounds like. Yeah, you can play that in a band. You can put it in a little egg shaker and you can play your own fingernails, toenails, toenails, toenails. But you throw away your fingernails. Yeah, well, the you fingernails. Don't care. Like, yeah, I'm not crazy. <laughs> you don't care about the fingernails. Yeah, fingernails. I usually bite too much to mm. have anything worth saving. Substance. Shake out the mustache. Maybe they're up in there. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's just me. That's racial. <laughs> what? That's, that's racial. That's the thing that went over the edge out of the yes. last 40 minutes of stuff we've been talking about? Yes. That really went All too right, far. Bar, I apologize. I'm out of here. I quit now. comedy. I'm not doing the contest. I'm not doing Ron White tonight. I just want to keep... I want to think of like a weird thing I do. And it's just like nothing. Oh, he's You putting, let that guy watch mask. you through the window. I didn't... I need this We're for all after. skirting Germax. Passing hand Wow. I don't know why, but once someone gets some, you just put me in an Ebola I feel the tent. same way. Like, I don't yeah, use that if stuff. Feel, if you get antibacterialized, no, I want to too. Hand sanitizers making everybody pussies. What? I don't. Ooh, it's it's made, like kind of like an apple but, smell. Yeah, it's, it's, just nice. a, it's not. I don't do that. I don't do flu shots. I don't do, I don't do like crazy shots. washing. Your hands. I don't do dreadlocks for four years. Yeah, no, my fucking. These are things that kill immune. I mean, it makes your immune system. We're not doing it on the daily. You're doing it right now? But we're also in a gross city. Might as well antibacterial <laughs> once in a okay, while. Not everything Chicago. You know? What? I know you love Chicago. <laughs> I know oh, it's I the know cool place. <laughs> Everybody, you know, it's great. You got the Cubs. I'm having a great time here. The great. Yeah. The I great like seeing Cubs. celebrities. That's my favorite thing. Do celebrities, all, like, I love seeing them on the streets. Yeah. Who was the seen? last one you've seen? Um, well, yeah, I saw an actor from Nurse Jackie, and I was really excited. He plays mm. Thor on Nurse Jackie. But my biggest one since I moved here was for, I saw Fran Lebowitz, and I was really excited. That's the best. Yeah. And was she wearing the black jacket and the white? She was wearing a beige uh, yeah. uh, trench. Like, she, know, yeah. she was in powder. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my, well, I, I, I stalked Michael C. Hall, and I saw him, and that was exciting. You were in his window like a bird. Yeah, I, no, I, I just uh, I stood at the stage door. It wasn't like complete stalking. This is for the the last one. No, I'm going Hedwig. to that December 12th. But um, he I was in a Broadway time. show in the summer. Yeah, I have a hard time picturing him as Hedwig. Oh, I well, he was on Cabaret back in the day too. Oh, was that stuff. right? Yeah, he he took over for Alan Cummings. So he's yeah, he's gonna be great. I might have to take it like a tranquilizer. Oh, could you love him that much? Yeah, I think I'm. Yeah. He's done I don't want to do anything. He's done wrong. the show a couple of times. Has he? And um he's very reserved. He's a reserved guy. He is. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, yeah. I just watched an interview of him yesterday. Well, I heard when Mateo was here, Bette Midler was somewhere walking around. Yeah, she was she yeah, was actually thing. uh 
uh, doing an interview down the hall. We had Stevie Nicks in this week. Oh, too. my God. Oh, cool. Yeah. Who's your favorite person that's ever been here? Or do you have a top five? That's a really good question. Most of the time, it's people that you liked at a certain age of your life that become, you know, the yeah. favorite. Chris, who do you, who was your favorite we've ever done? Uh, there's two. Uh, actor, favorite actor, Jeff Bridges. Well, that oh, was yeah. cool. That's a great one. That was cool. And Bob Geldof's done the show twice, and I love Bob Geldof. I, I like Bob, Bob Geldof, too, because... The, the Irish people with that accent, it yeah. doesn't matter what they're saying, but you're like, yeah, that's fucking terrific. Yeah, that's yeah really I have great. sex with Scottish people all the time. You do? Yeah. Just On purpose? <laughs> yeah, once I or hear... They just their janitors what? at your <laughs> apartment. <laughs> no, once I hear like Scottish accent, I get really excited. I really? can see yeah. how that would work. Yeah. I can see how that would work. That's funny. Um... Well, we had Jason Schwartzman in a little while ago. He's very, very cool. Jackson Brown was just here. I'm looking at the list. It's very... Um, I don't know. It seems to me Pete Rose was in. Uh, rock stars are always the best, though. How was Pete? Pete was great because we just talked about baseball and yeah, nothing. I, I didn't ask him about any of the shit. I asked him about the 1980 Phillies, though, because uh, he pulled that whole team up. Yeah. But everyone forgets that because he gambled. Yeah. Everyone forgets what a great... But go back and watch the tape from 1980, the World Series. Yeah. There's a fly ball. Bob Boone goes up. I mean, it's, it's a foul ball. And Bob Boone goes over. It should be an easy catch. And spits out of his glove, and for some reason Pete's standing next to him snatches and just snatches it. it. Yeah, and he would have done that. That him making that error would have happened maybe one out of a thousand times, but Pete would have been there a thousand times. Listen That's what's great. What a slow clap right now. Yeah. Wait, I love him. he was a coach or he was on the field? Well, at that time he was uh, Play. a player because oh, if the coach it. Okay. did it, it was like, you're ruining the game. I was so yeah. confused. Just yeah. let you guys know, totally still got it. I could have done it. <laughs> um, New York's funniest competition <laughs> is happening Saturday. Caroline's on Broadway, Ooh. part of the New York Comedy Festival. And three of the contenders are here. Yeah. Lisa Traeger. Wow. Adam Newman and Tommy Pope. That happens at Caroline's at 4 p.m. on Saturday. I like the fact that you still can do your plugs with the dried blood. Half the and, amount of blood in this body. And the toenails gone. And you can just treat it like there's some professionalism. He's like that. a Voltron. Yeah. Well, the blood I didn't even know was happening, so... Mm. And I think the bleeding has stopped, I, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, no, it's I have to do it's a tourniquet dried, on my neck. It's coagulated. Yeah, it's coagulated. It hasn't stopped. It just, yeah. it, the lava's hard at the edge. <laughs> That's nice. So the next time that you neck it, you know, like when you comb your hair and it starts uh, to gush again, uh-huh. you'll, be, you'll be fine. <laughs> the toenail thing has me worried because uh, Chris announced that we have the toenails, but that means somebody has gone into one of Ooh. the... Uh, your toenail area. Yeah, my toenail area. <laughs> so you grabbed terrible. And I have no idea where my jar of toenails are right on it now. It says toenails. Is it a jar? That one's a jar? Like that's a, a jar. jar? No, it's up yeah. to you guys if you want to see it. 
If you want to see the office job, I, 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 I don't give a shit. I'll they want to see it. We yeah. gotta see it. Yeah. You, you just, I don't want to, but I Chris, when you to. have it, I have, I have do it. me a favor. Just, just remove one tone. No, 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 no. don't open the lid. No, 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 I was just no, gonna no, say no. that. Just what, don't open the lid. What are you worried about? The toenail dust will get out. They won't jump. My pierce is gonna come through the door holding the jar. Trip. It shatters and it's on everybody. That is so Scottish toenails. <laughs> All right, Chris, go get the toenails. He's getting the toenails. Has Michael C. Hall already been here for Hedwig? Uh, no, he was here for Dexter. He's been in for a couple Can times. Can we maybe but... make like a fun accident happen? Uh, if you, <laughs> if I'll try to book him and then I'll call you and you can sit Ooh. in that day, okay? I mean, we'll I, I know that. I'm asking for a lot since we just met, but. Why would you bring it to me? We're oh. not interested. Over there is where yeah, the toenails. There, the oh. Yeah, <laughs> No. It is a, it's a it's big a jar, jar, not a lot. Can you hear this? Yeah. <laughs> If that gives you an idea. Like there's also a drawing of a foot on the jar, which I think is cute. You know? <laughs> oh. then, With very nicely <laughs> trimmed nails. Nice draw. Who drew that? And Was that Mateo? It. No, I don't know if Mateo is going to him to draw feet for you. But Fez, you have a foot is, at all? Yeah, that's from Mateo Lane. Yeah, you have a, there are some big ones here. Fetish, right? Yeah. You do. You wait until they're big and long and ready to ready yeah, to cut. Yeah, see, that's why how it you, takes a while. How do you do? You only wear sandals. Does it ever affect your 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 shoes? No, I never wear sandals. No, I just men in sandals. I mean, no, when it starts to when they're too long and it starts to hurt inside my shoe, then I know, <laughs> I know the crop time. is ready. It's time, time for the harvest. But you are a uh, socks with flip flops guy. Yeah, I'll is do that because you don't want your toenails to be out. Yeah, I just yeah. Even bad could happen to them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Wow, dude. So gross. But not sock, socks and sandals. What kind of sandals? Like Adidas? Flip-flops. <laughs> Flip-flops <laughs> between socks. the toe. Yeah. yeah, between the toe. Between the that toe. But not toe Our socks. Fuss. No. How do you feel about those toe shoes? Are you into the toe shoes? I, those would protect you. I've never worn them before, but... The uh, individual toe things? Like the, the toe gym shoes? Yeah. yeah. Do that. I feel like it'd be suffocating in that. Yeah, that's a little... It's like a little too encased. The, it's a little too encased feel for each toe. Yeah. So these, the, like, you wouldn't be able to get those off fast enough if you started feeling claustrophobic in them. They're going to mm-hmm. collect for, for forever. Well, until he's dead. Yeah. Until yeah. somebody, and then we'll throw them in the trash. Has to help. No. We'll, we'll, we'll throw the nails in the trash and off they go. go with them. Give them the science so or something. Fez, are you going to be buried or uh, cremated? Um, I am going to be cremated now. Yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. your, with your toenails? <laughs> For the longest time, I just want a burial, but yeah. no. What changed your mind? My father dying. What, what is that? I just, they did such a horrible job on him. Um, what well, did you want him to do? Bring him back to life? No, but Could he possibly happen. He didn't look anything like himself. He well, he was dead, Fuzzy. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's hard to look yourself. But you no, you could have lined up like three seventy-four-year-old dead men in caskets. I would have walked past my father, not recognizing well, I'm him. I'm still not going to do that. I'm not going to fucking <laughs> play to tell the truth. You are not a good three partner. Dead. That could be the new game show. We got three dead bodies out trying to figure dead. out which one's your dad. Uh, <laughs> real one, please not stand up. I'm yeah. tweeting a picture of uh, Fez's toenail jar with Fez in it, so uh, everybody can see it if mm. they want. A, if they want a visual, just letting you know. Okay, <laughs> right. is that that's Wait, okay? Yeah, ask him first. Yeah. Oh, you are asking. Yeah, I'm asking oh, right now. Yeah, you're doing. Is that an okay picture? Yeah, yeah that's, that's fine. fine. All right, great. At, at Adam underscore Newman. Newman. 
Can you imagine if that was too far? <coughs> maybe maybe yeah. now you, something you don't want. Do okay. you feel like he crossed the line? Yeah, now I'd, I'd rather you didn't. Oh, oh my God! God. You it. You well, you that's racial. <laughs> no, he's fine. You he's want me fine. to take it down? No, he's, he's fucking with you. Right. He's good. Nothing bothers you, does it, Fess? Well, well, I think he really easy does come, bother him. Easy go. Why does it bother you? Because maybe somebody will see him and come and take them? Yeah, it's it's... I, I worry about them just sitting in the middle of the table right now. <laughs> oh, you're worried sure. about the actual because toenails. they're lonely. Right. They're lonely. <laughs> Why you they're take not them, near me. Tape them feel, back on your toes. Well, how would just, you feel if all of us put one of our own toenails in there? <laughs> oh, that's... You'd be willing to do that? Yeah. But what if he... Or would that weird you out? Like that, That's... A stranger. They're supposed to be my toenails. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what the jar is for. I mean, you if you look, okay it says fences. I don't know. I just, I just you wanted... You took a shot. Yeah, you took a shot. shot. You know what? I yeah, I respect it. <laughs> well, we got to wrap this one up, Fez, and I wish we had another hour to do because <laughs> I want to learn more I about really, him. Seriously, yeah, I feel like you's, oh, we you. We don't even need to be here. Let's no, just you, talk about him. Yeah, you, you stole the time away from these fine young comedians who are going to be at Caroline's this weekend. I'm okay with it. I, I had a good time. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Fez. Thanks for opening up and being you. I can't Literally believe I met the guy who did the Pat the Bat thing. I'm going to call my dad now. Return of Pat Barrow, yeah. Yeah, let me tell you. My dad is every, watches 162 Phillies games a year. So anything that comes up that even remotely ties in, yeah. he's excited about. Does he keep score on paper? Does he like do that? No, they have a guy who does that at the stadium. So he'll but just he's not one of those guys that breaks <laughs> it. I, know, I know what you mean. I know those what you mean. If I don't keep score this game, how is anyone going to know who wins this thing? <laughs> That's something for Fez's toes to do. If you're a young man that does that, I think it's unattractive. <laughs> what am I looking at? That keeps your own score. Do you like, new stuff? It's a fun thing to do. I don't like it. You don't like it? I think it's a turn off. Mm. What is this? Just got that note from Gil. All right, for right now, we have 10 pair of tickets for tonight's show in New York City for Ha! The Musical at the Triad Theater. Oh, I've The heard show that. starts at 9.30. It's uh, fun. There's singing and stand-up. I loved it when I went. And uh, Big J is going to be there. And who else is part of that? Uh, Luis J. Gomez is going to be there. Are you saying the Puerto Rican rattlesnake? Yes. <laughs> the real deal dude? Luis J. Gomez? Great. So give us a call, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I went to see this, and to see Big J go from a song and dance into doing crowd work was one of the bravest things I've ever seen because he's not a singer or a dancer. How is he singing and dancing? I've seen him do stand-up. He's one of my favorites. I've never seen him do that. He's so hysterical. He's not a natural (laughs) singer or dancer. Um, But he's, you know, he's training for this. But he had like a top hat on his head. And uh, I'm always saying he, he looked like a circus bear. And I'm saying that because he brought that up. But it... It was too small, but it's an amazing show for these guys to go out and do. So if you want to go to Ha! The Musical tonight, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Now, we brought this up before. The comics will come in for this. So, Chris, when you were there, Attell was in the audience and kind of heckling. Oh, my God. And David Spade was in the audience heckling. So you never know who's going to show up at this thing. It was star-studded when yeah. I went. It's, it's amazing. It's a great show. It's so funny. 
and watching Jay do crowd work and then bounce back into song and dance is something to say. Uh, it's really, really great. So give us a call, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Thank you guys so much for stopping Thank by. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks, really fun. Fez, one more plugs for the boys. The New York Comedy Festival happening this week. You can see Tommy Pope co-hosting Deer Prom. That's on Friday, November 7th at 8 p.m. at the Pit in New York City. Uh, Lisa Traeger, she's co-hosting How Many Questions live at Union Hall. That's on Thursday at 10 p.m. And tonight, Adam Newman is part of Sticker Treat at Littlefield in Brooklyn. That show starts at 8 o'clock. Then see everybody together on Saturday at Caroline's on Broadway for New York's Funniest Competition happening at 4 p.m. Uh, very, very cool. Again, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We'll keep the phones open and we'll give out some tickets to Ha! The Musical. Ten pair tickets. Tonight's show, New York City Triad Theater. Ha! The Musical. Uh, and that's it, guys. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Satellite's gone. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.